The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys. This week, I'm not here to break down an episode at all. I, uh, I, I don't even know how to introduce this episode, especially because there's no notes in front of me. I feel so lost right now. So let me just bring in the uh, the other person that is that is with me today. Someone who is seems like he's trying to make this more and more into a music podcast each week. Brendan Ruffle. Hello. I'm your co-host, of course, the Creepy Uncle Podcast, and A.K. Uncle Cream. Hi, Daily Hood of Cream Nation, recording live as always from the Creamatorium. I am your editor-in-chief of Cream Weekly. Uh, yeah, it's weird with you not coming at me with some sort of slick little remark about what happened in the episode. I didn't know what to say, but it, it, I mean, this seems to be what's happening. When you came to me with this idea, I, I feel like you're trying to slowly but surely like sneak this as a, as a music podcast. Some One day, it'll just we'll just be talking about music every week. Forgetting about Gossip Girl, and no one will even know what happened. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just looking out for our future here, because this does have to end at some point. And, you know, we're, we're almost halfway through Gossip Girl, which is crazy to, to think I about. Know. But I also just, I feel like I, of any of us here, between you and me, have my finger on the pulse of the mm. people. And I, I noticed a lot of buzz around Twitter about these Spotify raps. And, you know, we, we've been looking for ways to bank episodes. And I was like, you know what? I came to you <laughs> as, a, as a co-producer and thought maybe this would be fun to do. And um, you know what? We, you had we a do huge whatever fight we about it. Big, we had a huge falling out. Big huge out. fight. <laughs> big fight about it. We didn't lots talk of, for minutes. Lots of swear words were were tossed around. Yeah, the podcast almost came to an end. Actually, <laughs> it was pretty close. We we set aside our differences. I'm still not thrilled and, with uh, you. Uh, yeah, well, we're putting on an act right that's now. That's what we're that's what we're here for. Hopefully, by the end of the podcast, we'll be back on good we'll be terms. friends again. But yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, fan of the show and future friend of the show, Meg Donahue, who loves when we shout her out and dox Lindenhurst. <laughs> you, you have to be a, a, you're only a friend of the show if you've come on. You can't be like a friend yeah. of us and like a fan uh, of the no, show. No. It's your friend. <laughs> okay. Um, she she said she actually was a fan of the Lovato Lads episode. So uh, this, this might be right up her alley. I, I, I said it before on here that I complained about that episode not getting enough buzz to a point where it got buzz. Who, who was buzzing about it? Um, I guess just Meg. I was. I, I thought it, Megan I thought Ligori it was liked it. <laughs> I think. Ligori liked it. Uh, Meg, that you found out literally two seconds ago, Meg yeah. liked it. No, yeah. Okay, I, so I, I just noticed a, a huge tick in, in numbers uh, post-complaint. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, She also had a, a good a good idea where uh, we famously saw uh, Beetlejuice on Friday, the musical. Oh, yeah. Uh, she said we could break down the soundtrack. We could be the, uh, we could be the Beetle Boys. Beetle- <laughs> 
Any, anything for more alliteration, I'm always always down for that. <laughs> she might have said BJ Buds for for Beetlejuice, oh, okay. but obviously, a friend of the pod, Sam and uh, Derek, have their Bitter Jurors podcast, so they're all oh, already yeah. known as the BJ Boys. So That's don't true. really want to step on their toes. No, no, no. So one of our closer think, pod friends. Uh, I think Beetle Buds would probably be good. Beetle Buds is fine. It's very. I don't know how <laughs> how like amped I am to go out and do no, an episode of Beetle no. Boys, <laughs> but it's definitely on the table now. Maybe well, maybe we'll I'll text Meg about this and we'll have a falling out as well. Meg will be the perfect guest for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we have an option for for our off season uh, music episode. We really don't. Our off season is going to be longer than well, the season. What happens point. now with off season episodes is they they start as a joke and I make sure it happens. Yeah, we we don't need we don't need to do it. It's a good name though. All right, it's scheduled. We can somehow incorporate the name Beetle Buds into something that's not that. Maybe maybe we can. Well, well we don't, there, no, no there one... is that band, the Beatles. People yeah, might think we're doing there's a, a lot of podcast. podcasts about that, especially by a white man. I, you also hate the Beatles. And I think I did. Yeah, I think I did bring up that that point when when she said Beetle Buds. So maybe that's that's why it should be the, the Beatles. I mean, boys. It could, maybe it eh. could be something. If if I feel like most Beatle podcasts either love the Beatles or are like music aficionados, and we are neither of those. And I love them, and yeah. you hate them, so that could be a fun dynamic. But don't, also, not to do that. People, people have told me that I hate them. That has never been true. I just think they are the, you know, one of, if not the most overrated bands. You know, okay. in history, people say that they invented rock and roll music, that right. no, music wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the Beatles. They have some catchy ditties. I, a lot of catchy I ditties. Have, I have a Beatles song in my top 100 all time song. Wow. I have a few Beatles songs that I bop to, you know, semi regularly. Okay. That, I'm just saying they are not a lot of people when they're Beatles fans, they, you know, they're, they're Beatles fans. Like they, uh, imagine me saying that in like italics. Yeah, like that, yeah. That's. I'll say I, I am a, a Beatles fan and I agree with you on what you just said. It, it is true. They're overrated and they, people think that the music would not exist without them, but they really, I mean, I, I think they wouldn't exist without someone like Chuck Barry. Like I think he's more important than the Beatles, but the, I mean, I, you know, I, we can talk about this because this is technically a music podcast. This is today. the music podcast. Thank God we're in the banter section because we have not even <laughs> talked about what what this podcast is yeah, going yeah. to be. I, well, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to get to what this is today, if I want to, no, this is your baby. Maybe, okay, you, you say what we're. Well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, if today. you read the description, which is usually really well written, and uh, the title, me and Gagan are just breaking down our Spotify rap today. I mean, I have an Apple Music. Wrapped. I don't know actually how they brand those pretty poorly because no one else, no one can figure out how to actually use the Apple Music one for some reason. I'm one of the few geniuses that has figured out Lucky few. how to <laughs> how to get all the data. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're just gonna gonna go through the the main categories of what the Wrapped give you between the top artists, the top songs. Maybe we'll touch on top albums. Gagan has a whole uh, like hundred song breakdown later on at the end of the episode. We might we're play not a game. Go all... <laughs> We're not going to go through all 101 songs. We're going we're to play did. all 101 songs here today. <laughs> and that's it. That's what yeah. this is. But we're just going to talk about what our year in music looked like and play a little bit, some chunks of the songs. I mean, it sounds a fun. great idea to me. Sounds fun. Yeah. So uh, so how, how do you how do we want to do this? You want me to just say, you want me to go one at a time or you want me to, to say like all five of them? So how about this? Eight? I will announce the category and I'll, okay. I'll like put some cool effect over it. And then we'll Ooh. get into it. Okay. First category. Top five songs. Ooh. Top five songs of the year. Most played. Most played songs on Spotify of the year. Calendar year 2022. Number five. Karma. Taylor oh. Swift. 
off the album Midnight's. Wow. For four, Rune, Taylor Swift. Oh my god. The album Nights. Three, Gin of My Teeth, mm. Demi Lovato. The album Holy Fuck. For two, Vander Hayes, Taylor Swift. The album Midnight's. And number one, Antihero, Taylor Swift. Off the album, you guessed it, Midnight's. Very nice. Oh, as you can see, we did, I, as I knew what would happen, this happens every year, a Taylor Swift album comes out and you know takes over a good part of the year now this one came out on october 21st that's incredible and it was still able to play it enough to get uh, a majority of the songs in into the top into the top five demi lovato is able to sneak skin of my teeth into that number three slot on account of skin of my teeth being released as a single and me playing that single back in like june and july so many right. times and then playing it a lot uh, more once the album you know, i had came a different observation well. just because i thought it was more that it was um the first is it the first track the second track. Second track. But, well, it's so, so early up there that I thought maybe you just like starting top to bottom. It got a lot of plays plus the single. I know. I, I, that's true. I will say top of the album songs have a lot, have a big Very leg up. Heavy, As you'll right? see in the four songs that make it into my top five uh, of the Taylor Swift songs off Midnight, the first three are the first. I mean, like, but three Antihero's of them beat out by Lavender, ha- Lavender Hayes is beat out by Antihero, so that's something. I, well, that's because Antihero I was listening it's to just more on my own. But yeah, 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 Antihero. And then Lavender Hayes is the first track. Maroon comes in at four. That's the second track. And Karma really at, at the five spot. That's the impressive one because that's the 11th yeah. track, which means I, I was going out of my way to play Karma to, to bump that's it up a true, to the top some five. That's some true love. So I, I think it's interesting that you and me seem to listen to music similarly in that we like an album as a whole and we'll go through it all. Like I maybe do a little bit more of skipping around when I have like less time. If I know I have like an, a half an hour of like running left in my run, I'm like, oh shit, I want to get to these before the end of the song or before the end of the album or right. before the end of the run. I'll like skip to something I really want to hear. Uh, but are you more of like a true, like a purist and like when you start an album, do you have to just go through it or will you skip around more? And pretty much it, I will... The, the reason the top of the tracks have the have the uh, the edge is because sometimes I will start an album won't have enough time to finish it and then if I don't remember where I left off I, I could just start it from from the top again yeah but uh, when I see on people's Spotify raps where their top song they've played it you know like 150 times I'm like that that's crazy Antihero was my top song it was only played 23 times right and that is 23 times since October 21st which is still a lot good. but it is the top song out of any song played in the year 2022 and it was only played 23 times and that is because like you, I, I'm a big album guy. When an album comes out, I will listen to the album. Like, this will be my album in the car for a week or two if I really like it for like a month like I did with Midnight's. Uh, when I'm running, I'll put on an album or two depending on how long I'm running and I'll listen to those albums all the way through. Uh, when I like an album, uh, I will listen to the whole album. Even if there are some clunkers on it, some skips, I will listen to the whole album and I'll just be as to when the songs that I do like come on, which is what, every time I'd listen to Midnight's and track four would come on and I'd hear Snow on the Beach, I'd be like, really, this song? It's, yeah. Or, it's, or already but sometimes it grows on you when you leave it on like that. It's like, oh, this isn't so bad. Mostly every time, because I'm coming off the high of Antihero and then Snow, yeah, yeah. Snow on the Beach would come on and be like, ah, really? I kind of <sighs> just want to skip to You're on Your Own Kid, but right. I would I would write it out. I would listen to the, to the whole thing uh, as the artist would want me to listen to it. It was really funny on this album, I'm looking at it now because we're going to play some clips, but... They, I don't know if they do this on Spotify, but they will star like the hits next to the number of the track. But songs the, one like through the, nine have stars. What do you stars. mean by the hits? I guess like it'll be like the singles of the album that will have a star next to them, okay. so you know like which which are the good ones to go to if you're like a newcomer. But yeah. <laughs> tracks one through nine of the thirteen song album have stars, and then eleven also has a star. So only really Labyrinth, Sweet Nothing, and Mastermind of the album proper do not have like the single star. Break. 
It's just, it's great, it's just very funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think like we, to your point about how people have like these just ridiculous total of plays on their top songs are the kind of people that just like will leave song like music just playing on like a loop or like playlists and things like that. And I, I don't listen to music like that. I kind of seek it out. I I, I hone in on what I really want to hear. The like the kind of random radio style playing happens more for me at work if I'm at the shop and like we're playing music in the brewery. We'll Ooh, play we'll play a bunch of stuff in there and just like let it run. Um, but when I have controls with my little fingertips, you know I'm going to be looking for more specific <laughs> things. But yeah, cause my my top song also has I think 19 plays, so we're kind of similar. It's like 19 and 18, and I just listened to both of them recently, so it might have gone up to 20 and 19 if it's updating itself or not. But Ooh. so yeah, so pretty similar ballparks. Yeah. Um, Do you want to get to the your your number five song? Sure. My number five song, like I like I just mentioned, is Karma by the Great Taylor Swift. This I think I'm going to play a short enough clip, but we don't have to talk over the whole thing because this would take forever if we right. played every single song. So I'll, yeah, try and, probably, I'll try and skip to the chorus the and I'll bump it for you. I mean, uh, I know you've been you've been listening to this album a lot as well. Are you a big Karma guy as well? I'm a big, big Karma fan. Big, big, big. I, I think it might be in my top 100 of the year. Yeah, it, it's my top three on the album. Somehow my favorite on the album and... One of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time now, Would Have, Could Have, Should Have, did not oh. even make it onto my top five. Uh, I don't Here know. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. Karma is the breeze in my hair. What is there to say? As I'm just looking for Would Have, Could Have, Should Have on my list, I don't even know where it ended up. But um, Karma, my third favorite on the album. Um, and like I said, it's, it's deep in there. It's track 11. You really have to through a lot of the album to get to it. Um but it's it's very catchy, and I just recently updated my overall uh, Taylor Swift song rankings. And oh yes. it, it uh it made an impressive showing for for its debut. Yeah, I I have a I don't know if it's a theory or what it is, but with my ranking on would have could have should have, it should also have gotten a lot more plays than it did, because it's also it might be an all time favorite of mine, maybe like a top ten even. I, don't, I haven't done the rankings, but yeah, it, it feels it's, it's like my that. Top, so it's strong. My top ten. But it didn't make the the powerful punch that the earlier album tracks did just because also like since it's a later track that doesn't help it at all when i'm doing like the yeah, full run through I but I, it's for me mostly when i when i find a song i love love i'm like oh i do not want to overplay this I'm, i was scared to overplay True. it in the first couple of months i was trying to give it some uh some longer staying power yeah i think that might have been the problem just it, it is back at the end there so uh the the original 13 had a had a little bit of a of an advantage uh a, cu- a couple listens through before the uh, 3 a.m's came and uh, yeah, I, I haven't been kind of going out of my way to it that much, but I, I def- definitely have. Uh, I, I feel like played it more than some of these songs that are above it. But I, I, who am I to judge Spotify's algorithm? Who are you to judge? All right, I, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Maroon, and, and then I have um, a question to ask you about this album before we move on to Demi Lovato. Great. This whole song is really good, too. It's... it's uh... It, I like I said, I think it just very helps out by being uh, the second track. It's my uh, yeah. my seventh favorite on the album, so definitely of the definitely 20? Out, of, out of the 13? twenty, out of the okay. twenty, yeah, out of the twenty. So it's definitely definitely one of the good ones. I think it's really helped out by that that uh, that bridge. Really love yeah, Taylor yeah. Taylor Swift thrown in an f bomb. That's uh, that's always gonna. I'll, I'll go. I'll get some of that in there too. Let's be go. going. I mean, 
you're also a fan of this one, I take it? Yeah, I, th- I think at first listen, I wasn't as impressed. I was like, I, I, my first listen was at like six in the morning running, and it was like still kind of dark out, and the first couple songs were like just not hitting me in the right way, and I think I got through like 10 songs in the first listen. I was like, oh, this is all right. Like I was, I was not like I was ready to be smacked in the face with like love for it immediately, and I just wasn't. And then on second listen, before three AM songs had come out, I think, or I, I had listened to them. I think they were out. I just hadn't gotten to them yet. But I listened to album proper once again before I even got to three AM songs, and then I was already in love by that point. My first listen was obviously at midnight once Spotify stopped crashing for long enough for me to be able to play it and i much like you i was like oh this is fine but i I don't know probably probably one of the lower ranking taylor swift albums and i still felt like that for a few days until you know like i said i've been i was listening to it for like a month straight eventually it started uh started growing on me more and more i'll try to get that fucking part (laughs) you don't have to for my bad i I love hearing it too (laughs) oh yeah over me, that's a real fucking legacy. Ooh, ooh. legacy. It's just the way she says that. Oh that's, enough to, that's enough to get me a nobody's top five song right here. <laughs> nobody's saying fuck quite like Taylor Swift. God. <laughs> yeah. You need to go to the uh, D&D room real quick? <laughs> yeah, you know I do. I should have recorded the whole podcast in the D&D room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think what happened to me with this album especially is I needed to hear it in a few different contexts. Like, I listen to music in three places being on runs in the car and not i don't not while i have the runs just when i'm on the runs i'm in the car (laughs) and when i'm in the shop and the shop like i said is more just like a mishmash of whatever happens and just like playlists and stuff but the car i think really has just a better sound because i can blast it higher and there's times when i'm running i'm like oh this song's really good i want to hear it louder and the phone's already at max capacity i'm already blowing up my eardrums it's just not enough um, but the hey, car really, can really go. Never further. enough when you're running. Never enough. Yeah, just, it just, just like our good pal would say. <laughs> to bring it back <laughs> um, to Gossip Girl. Enough. Our yeah, car is always great. That that's my that's really my ideal because you can really blast it and you can you can sing along. You could scream at the top yeah. of your lungs. That's the best. But yeah, I also am only listening to music in the car or when I'm running. Or I mean, I, I would listen to it in the background when I was at Adventureland, but I'm I'm no longer working at Adventureland right. as at is uh it, it has since closed for the winter. That but uh yeah so yeah I, I, really, I would get like a, really sing along to you get a, a full uh, like a full sound in the car too. Like I I think I was hearing things I wasn't yeah. hearing on headphones when I was in the car blasting. Like I just think I think the producing is really well done here. Um, I think Jack Antonoff did a fantastic job and. I don't know if you're a fan of his other music with, with Bleachers, but I, I really liked Bleachers before I knew they were even working together. Um, he's a really cool guy. Um, like the one song by the Bleachers, I want to get better, Yeah, better, that's a great one. Better. I like the song a lot. Yeah. I don't um, know anything else. But he's got cool I, I'm a big fan of Jack Antonoff's work in Fun. Oh, I didn't know he was a part of that. It was in the band Fun, of course. That makes one sense. Of my, one of my favorite bands. Yeah, he seems like he's got a good musical mind. So he... he did um i think all 13 regular songs except for he didn't work on vigilante shit um and then i think out of the 3am songs he worked on glitch i think that might be about it um the rest it seems like the rest of the 3am songs were all of big red machine going back to like folklore stuff aaron desner yeah aaron desner did i think like three or four of the 3am songs with her which i I think would have could have should have was one of those 
Uh, was it certainly was. So you can like, when you when you know that, and I when I learned about that, like oh okay, now I can kind of see the big difference between like there is almost like a line drawn in the sand between song thirteen and fourteen. Like fourteen starts to. A, almost a, a separate album, so I, I understand why she. Yeah, she said. Separated she said, them. Jack, you can come over at midnight, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you get kicked out at three a.m. That's when Aaron comes over. And we, <laughs> exactly. We record music. <laughs> We're cohabitating this time, boys. <laughs> um, man, what a what a cool thing it must be to just to come over to Taylor Swift's like New York apartment and just dance around and play music. Yeah, one day, one day that'll be us, Brendan. Once this podcast takes off. Okay. This this is our ticket to her apartment. I think so. I think once Taylor Hill <laughs> hears this episode. Okay. She'll either um be surprised sue us if, uh, or, or invite in- us over. Nope. Don't be surprised if she's inviting us on stage when we see her uh <laughs> MetLife Stadium. <laughs> oh, it's Matt and Brendan. Guys, come up. <laughs> oh my god, it's the Lonely Boys. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if uh Taylor Swift stopped her set and uh she said, "Now that's what I call Plymouth Rock." <laughs> After what song would she say that? Uh, <laughs> what's the what's the hardest rock song that she's got? <laughs> uh, after she, she opens with a state of grace, and then she says, oh, "That's, that's good, what good I call choice. Plymouth Rock." <laughs> <laughs> that would make me like that song so much more. <laughs> I think that that actually got a, a mention on my top hundred songs. Uh, Plymouth Rock. Rufus, yeah. Rufus' version? Rufus' version. <laughs> Rufus telling the Plymouth Rock show got on your top 100. <laughs> Honestly, if, if Gossip Girl did make that a track on Spotify, I would listen to it enough times Absolutely. to get it to my top 100. I wouldn't stop showing people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, State of Grace actually did make it into mine as well. One of the uh, six non-Midnight Taylor songs mm. to make it to make it into there. Well, I guess a lead-off track, too. It is. There you go. That'll, that'll do it. I'll do it. All right, getting off of... Taylor for a minute. Um, I guess we'll, we'll do some demi. We have we have some demi crossover between me and you. I don't know Ooh, if I, I forget this song or not, but I'll play a little bit of your number three song, Skid of My Teeth. Oh, this is so good. Uh, getting flashbacks from when we did this for I know. Uh, our great model lads pod with, with Ligori. And like I said, like once I heard this single I, in, I think it was released in like late is listening to it over and over again. I, I had a feeling this was going to be my top song, and if Taylor Swift doesn't come out with an album later in the year, it obviously would be my yeah. top song. Um, I was just listening to this so many times, and then when, when the album came out, I was listening to it a lot more as well. And it's just, I mean, I mean, talk about Plymouth Rock. This is what I call this Plymouth Rock. This is Plymouth Rock. Now we're talking. This is Plymouth Rock right here. <laughs> Very good. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good shit. I can't get enough of it, I, and this is one that I that I have played to the point where you'd think I'd be sick of it, but I never get sick of it. No, it, it's it's a catchy song, and a lot of times catchy songs will have that sort of bubblegum pop effect where it, it eventually loses its flavor. And this one seems to have good staying power. I mean, I, I've staying heard this power, every baby. time I go get my hair cut, the video plays <laughs> on the TV, and I'm always happy. I'm always <laughs> rocking around. Like, can you please stop moving your head? I'm trying to cut your hair. <laughs> Um, they but cut, I can't. They, they like they're like cutting your ear because you keep moving around. <laughs> yeah. You know, since the last time we talked about this song, I've uh, heard her perform this live. All right, yeah. Also seen her perform it live. I guess I used both of my senses. <laughs> how, how was that? All two, all two of them. It was really good. That was a really good show. Yeah. Talked about it. Yeah, she. Uh, I'm, I'm glad she's able to perform well. I feel like sometimes people with incredible voices on recordings maybe like can't hurt, hit certain notes that they can when they are in the booth, but. 
It's good to know that she, she was hitting, has all she the was hitting notes, baby. Notes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, I mean, I guess we, we talked enough about Demi Lovato on an, an entire other podcast. So, yeah. If you, if you want more of that, yeah. you can check out our, our Lovato Lads episode with the great Matt Ligori. I believe it is titled as so. So, look, look for our episode in our feed called Lovato Lads. Um, well, your number two song here. We are, Your last two are Taylor Swift songs. So, four of these top Taylor, five top songs Taylor are Swift. from Midnight. So, let's get to That's right. the first song on the album Lavender Haze. That's right. You know what? Meet me at midnight. A great, a great, great start to the album right? called Midnight. That that did get me going when I first listened to this. Yeah. Uh, not one of my favorite songs on the album, although it is apparently my second most listened to song. Uh, but it's 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 up there. Nine out of nine out of twenty for me okay. in my uh, in my midnight ranking. It's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I'm not like excited when I look at it, and then it starts playing when I start the album from the top. I'm like, oh, wait, this is fun. Like as soon as I hear yeah, like those yeah, like yeah. wow wow wow, I'm like, oh yeah, I love those wow wombs. Uh, gotta love a wah wah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is fun. It's fun to sing along to. It's fun. It's fun to shake your booty to as well. Um, it kind of sets the so, tone for like what we're gonna hear the rest of the time. Yeah. Producing wise. Oh yeah. Or I'll give it a little bump. Get that drum machine in there. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I I, yeah, I can't wait to hear some of these songs live. Oh, I'm so excited. Not just to brag that that we are going to be. But mostly to brag. Yeah. Seeing Taylor Swift live, we were one of the lucky two percent that I mean, were able. To that's what's becoming. I was. I wanted to go just to go, and now it's really become like I'm excited to tell people that I saw that shit and they didn't. Yeah. Now it's a status thing. It's like, <laughs> okay, you paid eight dollars for a blue check mark on Twitter. Congrats! I saw Taylor Swift. I didn't, <laughs> and I, I only had to pay for what we paid. I, and our seats look like we paid a lot more than we did because we oh. obviously got presale and we didn't have to buy from third party. So our right, seats were exactly. properly priced. I, I did have to buy my uh, the pretty reckless tickets from StubHub, but uh, they uh, were not Taylor Swift expensive. I'll tell you right. that much. Yes, thirty two dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> but that's <laughs> they they were cheaper on the resale than they were than they were. That's crazy. I haven't bought thirty dollars tickets since I bought tickets to like Real Big Fish or something like that. That was the best part about like the the music that we listened to in college was great because you would pay like thirty dollars for a ticket. You pay thirty and, bucks and then meet the whole band, and, you, and you'd be like you'd be like two feet away from the band, and also they'd be playing in like a casino, so you'd be like playing blackjack with them after the yeah. show. Literally, did meet the tr- the the trombonist of Real Big Fish. Just saw him playing like craps at the casino that oh, they were really? performing at. Yes, and took a picture with him. <laughs> he was actually the dealer at the really Blackjack I saw table. the lead singer of, of the Front Bottoms just walking into the bathroom as I was walking out because they were playing at the mall I was in. <laughs> that's funny. It was for like, free. Didn't even have to pay for that one. That's awesome. That was like when I saw the Sloppy Boys. Like Obviously, they're like a much lower profile as far as music goes, but I just went into the bathroom and came out. I was washing my hands. I looked to my right, and then the drummer, Jeff, was just there. I was like, oh, hey, Jeff. <laughs> and then I gave him a hug while he was washing his hands. This was this was also at MetLife, right? They were playing at MetLife Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at their private bathroom. He's like, "What the hell?" Are you Huge doing crowd, here? just a lot, just a lot, just a lot cheaper. I'm on the stage giving the guy a hug. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was a, it was fun back then. We we went to a lot of like weird bars, and we 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 even followed these guys. I think we went to a couple shows in a row. Did we go up to Albany after like the day after one of their Long Island shows? That was a, I, I was big into uh, going to back-to-back shows in, in different locations. I know I did that with Green Day. I did that with, uh, I think, Streetlight Manifesto uh, uh, once or twice. But, yeah, I, I'd, uh, I'd see it at on Long Island, and then I'd go up to Albany, or I'd go to Connecticut, see it with our with friend of the pod, Slifer. Um, 
times. It's Good a, times. Not to rehash our college days. Yeah, but well, it's music adjacent. I mean, it is music, straight up. I, I mean, Street Life Manifesto. I think also makes it uh, an appearance. Possibly so it makes later. music. Yes, it makes they make music. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't listen to that stuff as much because I feel like I sort of ran that into the ground during college, ah. and I guess there's also not as much new ska music that's bringing me back to the genre. So, yeah. It's the weird thing about, like, the, the music that we listened to in college. Like, if you ask me, like, all of my, like, a good majority of my top 100 songs all time, I'd say, are made up at, of those, like, bands we listened to in college. And it is, like, 1% of what I listen to, like, right. today. Like, I, I don't, I never listen to them, but I will consider them, like, my favorite of all time. Because they're, they're great songs, but, like, when we, once we, like, discovered it, discovered it, we found all of it, and then there's nothing left. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's all like, there is. Street, Streetlight Manifesto and Green Day are my two favorite bands of all time. I never listen to them, except for Streetlight made a resurgence this year. But for usually, I never listen to them. But if you put on a song of theirs, I will just like be able to black out and know all of the words to any of the songs right. and just like sing it and still consider it like one of my favorites of all time. Right. Green Day, also my favorite band, and didn't make a single appearance on the top 100 songs. But another band <laughs> that I have listened to so, so much since like sixth grade that... I don't want to ruin any more of their songs because I'll go through like a whole year of not listening to them at all. And they'll, they'll like pop up here and there on like my little uh, Apple Music Radio. But um, I just try to go through long spurts of not hearing them so that I can enjoy them again like next year. Yeah. It's all about edging with music. Of course, as I say. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's play this last song of your top five. The number one song, Antihero. I'm sure everyone has heard this. Oh, yeah. And this is my this is my number one song of the year. An impressive feat because obviously not released until October 21st. This does not count all the times I watched it on YouTube while watching oh, the music man. video. So that's a few more. This does not ta- count all the times that it came on it Adventureland speakers with me not even playing it. But it would come on like seven times a day at Adventureland and I'd hear it then as well. So I, I have heard this song uh much much more than the 23 yeah. times spotify is giving me credit for this, this is an amazing song in the way that it is the most popular song from the album and it should be so overplayed it's disgusting but i don't get sick of it and i love it and it's one of her best songs ever i agree i this uh made an appearance in the top 20 all-time taylor song yeah. for me when i updated my my list I, I just love oh man i love that part at the end where she's just like a, oh, I, that's my favorite part too. On the front, oh. it's so good. She just starts like growling at the end, like oh, a low, man. a low rumble. When she does low rumbles, there's nothing like it. <laughs> so we've learned that the two best things she can do is say the f word and then do a low rumble. <laughs> exactly. Low rumble loves low rumbles. It's it's really really great. The low the low rumble. <laughs> the low rumble loves the low rumble. It's it's what Nicole always says it too. Like her favorite thing about Taylor is how like deep and low she can get her voice. Yeah. It's one of her many talents. She can I also can't go even high. do that. Of course. I can rumble with the best of them, I'll be honest. She gets very low on uh, Champagne Problems as well. Yes, she does, yeah. Champagne Problems. I think it was my number one song of last year. Is <laughs> that your Bane impression? Champagne Problems. Champagne Problems. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, she does a lot of, not to talk too much about Taylor, and it's not the Swifty Boys quite yet. And but it's unavoidable. I know. <laughs> she, she made made... <laughs> up four of my five songs. In, in like the the folklore and Evermore era, she does a lot of like falsetto and low rumbles. Like she she doesn't do so much of like the belting. It's a lot of like light, like airy, uh, breathy yeah, kind yeah. of 
speaking uh, singing. She, she's not really that much of a belter. Which she can belt. So, you know, like we we get some belting in um, what it could have should have like that. Those kind of songs where like in, more yeah. like nineteen eighty nine type songs where you get some some real like screaming belting. Yeah. She's no Demi. La, la, no, she's no Demi, but she she can she can show you uh, she's got some some power. She can she can show you what you've got. What she's got. <laughs> she can show you what you've got. <laughs> Pulls out your pants. You look at it. Got. Look at it. <laughs> look at what you got. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess we'll go into my top five. Finally, if we must. Um, okay. If we must. So, unlike you, I don't know if I know your top five, I saw your like list, your screenshot list, but I've since forgotten all of it. So, but yeah, well, in that screenshot list, there was a hundred of them, so I, I could understand not remembering. Would you be impressed if I just had them all memorized? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> 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 so I wouldn't really be that, be that impressed. Um, my top five, only three of the songs are Taylor Swift songs, but they're all different than yours. Fan. Uh, I do know what number one is. You told me this yesterday. Oh yes, yeah. You, okay. Yes, I, I should have. Shouldn't have asked. So I'll start with number five. Um, number five with fourteen plays is out of the woods. I mean, I'm sort of impressed by looking at your I love list. Out of the woods. That- I, oh, that, that made like a huge jump for me in like the past two years. <laughs> it almost was like a skippable song for me um, since I had heard it like when it was new. I was like, ah, this is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I th- I think the the chorus just really started to hit me more recently, and yeah, I, I, I started to love the, the production around it a lot more. And that one, like, really good. that the bridge is one of the best bridges of Taylor all time. Like the the whole bridge, thing about one of the, oh my god, and one of the best parts of any Taylor song is when she goes, "Oh, I remember." Yes, that well, that's, that's what a good she does belt. best that's a good, in that's a good, all that's a good 1989. Belt. Is like her own backing <laughs> vocals on that album yes. are immaculate. I, I agree. The in. first couple of times I listened to Out of the Woods, I was like, ah, this is kind of uh, overproduced. Oof. Not really one of the standouts for me on this album. But it really just grew on me and grew on me. Yeah. And when I, it was already in the 30s in my top uh, Taylor Swift songs of all time. And this late, not that anyone cares, but whatever. This is our podcast. It's, I can talk about whatever I right. want. In my latest, in my latest revision, I did uh, up a little bit, even Good. even more so. Just because I've really, and famous uh, Taylor Swift hater, Lee Brillman, friend of the pod, has said that Out of the Woods is actually one of the very few uh, two or three Taylor Swift songs that she does actually like. That is so random. Like, there's so many songs that are, like, good. Like, like there's... It's not like this is an outlier. Like, it's like, oh, this one sounds very unlike Taylor Swift. This is a Taylor Swift song. Like, why does she like just this song and a couple others and not, like, the rest of her catalog? I don't want to... I don't want to say she like, But she can, at the very least, I believe she has told me, she can tolerate Out of the Woods, uh, Blank Space, and 22. She can't. She can't tolerate tolerate it. And she will put up with most songs if they get played on the dance floor, but she will never put up with uh, a "Look What You Made Me Do." I mean, I <laughs> yeah, that that one I can't tolerate either, honestly. Um, that's I one of the few like actual started, clunkers. I think no, I famously just started like ironically liking that song when it came out to the point where like I think I actually started to like it. <laughs> you can strict yourself into it. Yeah, yeah. So I found it yesterday. Just, if, you, if you keep telling yourself and everyone, like, no, actually, this no, is it's good. actually fucking like, awesome. You'll, you'll start to believe it. <laughs> That's a good way to live video. life. I, it, great music video for that song. Well, I, yeah, I, well, I, she can do me. no wrong with music videos. If she's <laughs> yeah. on screen, I'm, I'm all for it. But I was amazed listening, uh, talking to Lita yesterday because I made uh, like a pretty bad John Mayer, like deep cut John Mayer, like track thirteen joke from his two thousand six album continuum. Yeah, but and I didn't know that. And then now hearing this from you that she's actually a Taylor Swift hater. She's the first person, especially like a female, that I've ever heard that takes uh, takes the other side, like I is against Taylor Swift taking, and is pro John Mayer. I don't think she's taking John Mayer's side. But it just, it, any, no, it, um, at face value, if you hear someone loves right. him and hates her, it's like, what, what, what do you mean? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put words in Lita's mouth. I don't th- I don't think she's saying that the things that John Mayer did to Taylor <laughs> right. Swift were correct. I mean, she called him her problematic fave. Right. Like that, that's her but one But if pass. you didn't ask her about it and you just knew those two facts, that she hates her and loves him, you'd yeah. be like, <laughs> yeah. interesting. Um, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll play a little bit of Out of the Woods. I'll, I'll try and get that, uh, oh, I remember. Please do. Because it's the best. I loved that she uh, included the, oh, I remember in a question. I know. I just noticed that the other day. I was like, wait a second. I've heard that before. She Getting out in front of like, it's just a question sounds exactly like, oh, oh, I remember. Right. You just put, oh, I remember at the beginning of the song. Let me show you. Like, I'm referencing myself. I promise you. I I understand. I'm not (laughs) stupid. A lot of the songs on Midnight's kind of sound similar to like older songs. Well, she, I think she just has a lot of, like, Taylor Swift-isms when she's just doing songwriting in general. So she has, like, like mannerisms in songwriting that nobody else has. So you just hear her when she's doing certain things. Um, I, I think part of my problem with the song initially was that since it is just, like, the chorus is repeating the same thing over and over again, yeah. I was like, what is this? But then you just realize yeah. that it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, first you say, what is this? Then you say, this is amazing. Like, oh, it's actually delicious. <laughs> Very easy to say. And then, like, that's not even the best part. Like, sure, like, the three times they do it, it's the same as the chorus, but, like, there's something about the build that she does to make it as good as it gets. And surprise, like, this was your fifth most listened to of the year 2022. Very random. But I think it's because of how much it was slept on in the past. I had to make up for it. Good. I appreciate that. So I'll get to that bridge. Here we go, baby. This is such a good bridge. We're just sitting here. We're just sitting here with you. I mean, that is like, I, I try and time the bridge for the last three minutes of my run, if I can. And wow, I just start fucking good. sprinting and crying. You see what that much? <laughs> nice. It's a really great way to yeah. finish runs. There we go. <laughs> and you say she doesn't belt. I mean, I, Well, I just said when we were talking about it, I, I said, oh, that's a good belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great stuff. So that, that's a, I mean, that's a fun uh, top five. Um, so thank you for that, Taylor. That's like a, that's a very special song to me. Uh, next on my list, number four is "Oxygen" by Beach Bunny. Now this is a, a band oh, just, that I had told you about a few times in my plug you section, me to. and you wouldn't listen to them until Sam said that he liked them. I'll never forget this. A coincidence. <laughs> what happened was. You kept re- recommending them to me, and I said, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Then I realized I knew a Beach Bunny song from hearing it. Uh, a, a co-worker at Adventureland used to play a Beach Bunny song at work all the time, and I really liked it. And then I looked who it was by, and it was Beach Bunny, and I was like, oh, oh I have. this is Beach Bunny. This is Beach Bunny. Got to get into them. That's who Brendan's been saying. And then Sam, at the same time, was saying, Beach Bunny is good. And so it just all happened <laughs> at one just time. Like him. And it looks like Sam gets all the credit. But really, it's the uh, the song "Sports" by Beach Bunny yeah. that I had already known. That's a good one. I mean, and I, I did listen today on my run to sports. I did. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah um, they 
came out with a, like a full album proper. I don't know if this is technically their first album. Like I, I sometimes I get lost in like what like EPs versus LPs are. I guess. Oh, okay. So it's their debut LP. I guess the rest of their their music has been EPs to this point. EPs, yeah. So this is their first LP that came out this summer, and I had just started listening to them in the spring. So it was like perfect timing for me to discover a band that I liked when they're about to have like a full album. And sometimes you get unlucky with new artists when you're like, oh, I like all their their like their EPs and stuff. I, I'm excited for their their new stuff. And then it's just kind of like a collection of all the stuff just put into one package mm-hmm. for you. I'm like, oh, that's all not right. fun. But it wasn't. It was nothing. None of that. It was all. It was twelve new songs, and it was probably it was my album of the year until uh, Midnight's came out. Um, it's it's so good, top to bottom. Every song's good. The song that stood out on this album was just Oxygen because this was the song that was released first. This was the single on the album. So I just got a little bit more time spent with it. It's also a song number two on the album. So it gets a little bit of a bump that way, but uh, it's a, it's a banger. Really did like this album. No, uh, no beach bunny made it onto my top hundred, unfortunately, but I definitely did enjoy the, the week or two I had with this album listening to it. Yeah. They're they're very good. I feel like she reminds me a a little bit of like a, a young Haley Williams mixed with a little bit of like just like an indie rock band. But like like pop punky a little bit, but also stripped down and indie at the same time. But they're, they're very fun. I they're love, very like California sounding. Per voice. Yeah, it's a good voice. Play a little bit of oxygen. Here we go. Yeah, I need to hear it to remember because I'm looking at the album now. And I'm looking at all the names and I can't remember which song goes to which name. I remember I really liked Weeds. So that was a Weeds is great. It is really hard for me good. too because like. As much as I love this band, every song does sound pretty similar because yeah, it is, it's, it's not like a pop band where like pop music has a lot of different sounds you can add to it. But you can only do so many different things with a guitar and a bass and a voice, I guess. They're very short titles. There, yeah, true. Uh, and they're, that's a very good point too. There's some, but like I said, I like all of them. I like this. Jamming out to it now. Yeah. I like that. I like her voice a lot. Yeah, it's nice. But I'm glad you forced me to listen to them. <laughs> I'm glad I did too. Um, yeah, they're they're great. They're one of my favorites. Um, I can't wait to like keep releasing the new music. She actually, the lead singer did say that she wants to write a pop album. Um, and oh. I'll see what happens with that. She said, "I I want to do this, but I know the fans will be mad, but I might do it anyway." I'm like, I'll be happy with. Well, good whatever. for her. Yeah. Fuck the fans. Fuck do the what fans. you want to do. Fuck who Come. got you where you are. No, no, you do what you want to do. Yeah, and no, I, I the agree true with that. fans, the true fans will follow. I mean, because if you do me. what you want to do, the, the good art will come out of you. Gotta do what you so, want to do. So this is do. amazing here. My okay. third song is Skin of My Teeth. Oh, oh my wow. God. And I, I so I have to be honest, like I listen to this a lot of my own, but this song, this album definitely got a bump from Lovato Lads from playing it of <laughs> off course. my phone. Um, of course. So with 16 plays over Oxygen's 15 plays, it might not have edged out and gotten the third the third spot here. Yeah. But well, thing, Spotify only tells you how many plays your first song got, and then gives you the list of like there. Is, I so I don't know how many plays any of my other songs have okay. uh, have gotten. I don't know how to check that out. But I think we can say without a doubt that uh, "Skin of My Teeth" is the third best song of the year. I, th- <laughs> I think that's what really what we're trying to say here. I mean, big enough sample size, I think. <laughs> I mean, between you and me, probably about 40 plays total, which kind of... I mean, there you go. That's, that's all you need to hear. Uh, okay, um, so I'm not going to play that one again. I mean, 
maybe I, I can. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Demi. We're not giving you another. We're Sorry. not giving you another uh, four cents for a stream. Sorry. So that's my number three song. It's number three of the bullet, and uh, my number two song. So two and one are both Taylor Swift songs. But number two is off of Red. It is a bonus song from the Vault. I bet you think about me. So ah. I know you're not too high on this one, but this was I'm a big my fan of this one. This was my favorite off of. Uh, Red vault songs. It's so wild because it's my second least favorite. I know. I, I'm so. Why I'm curious to know why this is because I, I think this is like when I first heard this song, I it was like the one that spoke to me the most of like all of Red songs in, in general. Like I like this my goodness. number one on Red uh, until like I came back down to earth a little bit. It was just like it was recency bias and it was new, but it really gives me chills every time we get to that third chorus and Chris Stapleton kind of sings behind her a little, a little powerfully during that chorus and I I don't like country music or Chris Stapleton and this is kind of a country song but I think mm -hmm. she's the only person that can really do it in the way that I like it where they don't have this like fake stupid country twang like accent on that makes me angry and it, it gives me it gives me the feelings that Blair has when she sees people from the south when I hear people singing with a country <laughs> accent um, just to bring it back to gospel so Girl. that's why I think I like when Taylor does it because she doesn't use an accent anymore I think she kind of did a right. little bit when she was younger um, they were definitely to. pushing her pushing her to do that i yeah. think uh, you got to be more country but now when you get i bet you think about it. me she just sings it like taylor swift would and uses like the tropes of country music which is kind of just like bluesy rock but i love and, i love blues so uh taylor's version of her first album is going to be wild with none of those songs I, having a, so country, a country a country accent also like, or if just, she does bring back the fake country <laughs> accent <laughs> that'll be funny too to do it that'll be even better or it goes even harder on the country accent <laughs> um, but it, it's going to be weird just because like those two things alone, like the, the no accent and also her voice is the most different from the country albums too. Where yeah, it stands now. yeah, exactly. So that'll so, be interesting. Um, that will be some intrigue for the for the Taylor's version of an album. I am definitely least looking forward to, but yeah, uh, it'll be we'll, we'll get yeah. some good, some fun vault songs from from them though. Oh, I hope so. But yeah, as you were saying, um, I, I think. Uh, of all, I'm not that high on Red to begin with. I know it's a lot of people's like favorite Taylor Swift album or, or up there a lot. Uh, so uh, excuse me for that right off the bat. But I am I was a really big fan of the of the Vault songs that she released yeah. from, and I think a lot of them either like downright uh, like depressing, like nothing new, like all yeah. too well ten minute oh, version. So even even like Better Man gets me oh, in my man. feels. Like all of the like those are probably my favorites. And then the ones that weren't that were like very poppy, like right. uh, like Message in a Bottle. Uh, you know th those ones toward the end were the uh, uh, Forever Winner is kind of also a sad song, but sounds very, very in, in like yeah, a poppy cool. in a poppy tune. So it gets the best of both worlds. And then for uh, what is it? The very first time, also pretty pop. Anyway, I'm just naming all the tracks, <laughs> but um. I bet you think about me is kind of like the only one that does sound kind of country, which is, I, I guess, when I'm just listening to all these poppy songs, not what I'm in the mood for. As someone who is uh, generally uh, predisposed to not like uh, country music to begin with, don't really care for hearing uh, Chris Stapleton's voice either. And I will say it has it has a very fun ending. I like the ending of the song a yeah. lot, but uh, it ta it's a long song, too, and it takes a long time to get to that ending where I really like where I think the first, you know, however many, you know, three, three and a half minutes just are not worth it to me, but I, I'm more skip it if it comes on it's okay. just not uh you know out of all of the vault songs which i really like uh the only one i have ranked worse than it is the one with ed sheeran which is really just a snoozer it really i'm so disappointed in that because i am an ed sheeran fan i don't know how you feel about him but i like him a lot um uh, and i even we like i it. like their their like their original duo duet on uh, everything changed 
yeah. so much. Like that, that's one of my favorite I think songs. That, on the album. That's one of the ones that that got better and with Taylor's version. I yeah, like that one a lot more. It's, it's really good. Um, but I, I think I heard the newer one. I can't even know. I can't think of the, the run. I, um, I, I don't even. I think that was one the, the title al- syndrome again. Yeah, you forget the title. Yeah. It's, I think it's the only skip on the vault for me. Like I will listen to it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I won't. But so disappointing. Yeah. Like when I first heard it, I was like, "This is awesome." Like it was. It was. It's really pretty. But it really is. Yeah, like a they one-time sound good. Listen. It is. It is pretty. But yeah. Um, I, I think all of otherwise all these songs in the vault are on my top 100 for the year. I listen to this so much. I would skip the album proper a lot and go right to the vault songs. And yeah, this really is them. just an undercover Swifty Boys episode. This is the pilot for Swifty Boys. <laughs> this is a backdoor pilot that no one it no is. one saw coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I um I like read a lot. I can see what you mean though, because it's so many slow songs in the album. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's her most boring album. It's uh. It's weird. It's a weird one for me because I think I have this this preconceived notion of it, like for my own doing. And I, I'll start the album. And I'm like, wait a second. I think I like all these songs except for mm-hmm. I will skip. Um, I knew you were trouble and twenty two. Some oh. not always twenty two, but I will always skip. I knew you were trouble. Um, it's interesting. It's a goat, I, it's a goat I, song. The... Like I hate. I just I, I can only hear like the goat <laughs> screaming. Yeah, I don't like that one very much. Of the singles from that song, the one that I really just don't care for is "We Are Never Ever Ever." Oh, that one too. Together. No, I skipped that as well. Yep. But you just hate all the singles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, that's why you know I was originally when I would go in and out of my Swifty phases, the red red era was an out phase for me just because I was not a fan of the singles. But uh, you know, I knew were trouble, kind of a classic, and twenty two has grown on me a lot since then. I really no, like yeah, twenty two is better of of the singles, but um. Otherwise, like the the ones that I seem like I'm not excited for, like I almost do, and like treacherous, I listen to them. I'm like, wait a second, if I just like take the time, if I'm not su- such like a a zoomer, and like I I just sit down with it and listen to something slow, I, yeah. I actually enjoy it quite a bit. So I'm very high on treacherous. I'm not a huge treacherous fan, but like the songs on that album, I do, I like, I really do like. You know, like your all too wells oh, and your holy states ground, of graces. I, is one of my favorites. Your whole, holy ground is so good. So, so I even good. like stay, stay. I was talking shit about the country song, but stay, stay, stay is. It, yeah, it's, it's almost great. like a like a like a parody of a country song. It like, is it's so country. It's just like it's listenable again. It comes back around. On my iPhone four, it was my ringtone. I love that song. Oh, look at you! Yeah, and it was my wake up alarm also. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so all right, I'll play a little bit of, I'll play my favorite part of uh, I Bet You Think About Me. Let's get to the, well, actually, I'll have to start with the beginning because I love the way it starts with the the breath in. Breath in? Did you hear that? Ready? Play one more time. Oh yeah, that's a a great breath. You know something's coming. She needs a a deep breath for this one. (laughs) AM, it was a four shot. Oh, Oh, shit, she probably knew. This is pretty. Knows everything. This Haven't is, you heard oh Mastermind? God. Everything is planned she out. She is a mastermind. And this little giggle. Oh. <laughs> so good. All right, let me get to the best part. It's not quite there yet. Here we go. How many listens did you have for this song? Uh, nineteen. Bad, and this, this came out last November too, so imagine you included the full calendar here, like the full. Imagine, yeah. So the the part where this is why she is a mastermind of like songwriting in general too, because the way she does courses three times, she doesn't just do it three times. She adds like another layer to them each time she goes around, so they're still they're still fresh each time. So now he now he's singing for the whole chorus. 
or he has been. I love when she'll do. Sometimes there'll be songs where she'll do like a slight lyric change in one of the choruses. Yes. That's always. I, I mentioned it in the Lovato Labs. How I always love when uh, people do that. I love that. Oh, this is the best. This is when it starts getting good. Yeah. And we get the whole thing about the shoes the, and the couch and all that exactly, good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All the Jake yeah, Gyllenhaal slams. Dollars, million dollars. Yeah, that's good stuff. Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, too down stuff these days. <laughs> well, he has stopped bathing, so I don't know. Maybe that was a direct correlation to this. He stopped bathing? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. He down on that recently where he says he uh, he doesn't bathe. <laughs> He's not shy about saying how he doesn't bathe every day. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's interesting. How does That's one a Hollywood suck a trend? Fuck? Ashton, Ashton Kutcher said that uh, Mila don't bathe every day either. Uh, Ashton Kutcher kind of looks like that. He, he looks like a, a dirty <laughs> yeah. boy, and not, the, not in the fun way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, he, my, he so... looks like he, he's had uh, his fair share of party butt. <laughs> it's right. And if you want to know what the hell we're talking about, tune into. Lita's episode of the Hoppy Boys. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Which will I be swear out to next God, week. It's coming, it's coming out soon. It's coming out next next week. We have all the recordings. I have a backup recording okay. of it. It's all I've there. Heard, I've heard this before. <laughs> I was on the podcast, and I don't believe that it's coming. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. I don't know if I believe it either. Uh, and then you know what my my top song is. Uh, also off of this vault track, just to go to show you, I, I really did listen to these so oh, much. No, it's not from the vault. The bonus track. Oh, right. That that's the that, the amazing part is that this is. A bonus song that like I, so what happened with this one? I listened to it and I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, do I even know this song? Like, how do I not right. know this? It's because I skipped it every time I would listen to Red Red Original, because it's bad. It's like a bad song, and then somehow she didn't even. I was like, "What did she change about it that I like it so much now?" And it's really not. I don't know what it is. I can't like put my finger on it besides just her voice and like maybe it's like a little bit louder. I I agree. I I don't know because when I was listening to back oh not to not to spoil what the number one song is but when i was i think we said you, it, we said it okay. yeah when i was listening to come back be here uh and this go around and the most recent uh taylor's version of it all i was like oh i'm really getting into this i like this had i always been a, a, like a big fan of this song and when i was revising my taylor swift rankings i noticed i had this like in the hundreds so it was way down there right and i had to way up because i was like yeah this song i did not think much of and now for whatever reason it just sounds so much better really and i now. like it a lot and maybe we'll, we'll do a little uh, back-to-back play here. I mean, we have the technology. I'll, I'll let me let me play the old version first. So I'm curious to hear what this sounds like again. There we go. This is the original. This is the OG. Like a, I think it's slower. It does sound a little bit slower. I, I, the most noticeable change in songs is uh, the song that comes after this, "Girl at Home." Oh yeah, it's a, that one's a like a very clear like production change. 
Yeah, where she was like, oh, this is one of my worst songs of all time. All right, I gotta make just it make fun. it into like a, a dance remix. Yeah. yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you something. I think it is slower. It's slower. I think there's less behind it, too. It's like more full in the new version. Yeah. Well, this just might not sound as good. Like, she's a better singer now than yeah, she, she was is. 10 years ago. So here's a new. Okay, like same same tempo. I guess. Less like less shrill and girly, more womanly. Very misogynistic of you. My <laughs> official review is that it just sounds better. I, I can't right. tell you why it just sounds. Oh, it's a little bit. More, a few more instruments come in before we make our final assessment. Gotta get the chorus in there. Yeah. So we're getting a little bit more in the background. She's overlaying herself a little bit. Yes, yeah, more or less the same. I, th I think the big difference is the voice. And I think she does overlay her own voice over herself, which probably gives it a, a rounder sound. All right, I'll take your word for guess. it. Because I do, I do hear multiple Taylors on there when I did not hear that on the original. All right. Okay. That I'm glad we cleared that up for everybody. Everybody was. We wondering. only did the songs, and we were like an hour into this podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Before we before we get to the next thing, though, I'll just like quickly just say what the, my six through ten were because uh, Apple Music gave us those. Uh, okay. It was number ten was White Horse. Number nine was State of Grace. Number eight was Maggie's Farm, a uh, Raging Against the Machine cover of a Bob Dylan song. Um, number seven was Dead Weight, a song off that same Beach Bunny album. And then number six was Substance by Demi Lovato. All right. I'll give my six through ten as oh, well. Oh, you have them too. I, I didn't know you had them. You. Okay. I have the whole 101. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot they did that this year. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go six to ten, though. Uh, my my number six was That's Where I Am from Maggie Rogers. Uh, oh, love that nice. album. Interestingly oh, that's a great enough, song. my. My favorite song in that album by far did not make it into the top 100 somehow. <laughs> Naturally. Um, but this one made it all the way up to number six. I mean, this was a single, so I was listening to this a lot. Uh, number yeah. seven is 29 by Demi Lovato, my favorite off the album. Number eight, the plastics off the Mean Girls uh, original oh. Broadway uh, recording. I mean, it wouldn't be <laughs> your top songs if it didn't have some show tunes. And of course, my number one genre, according to Spotify <laughs> show true. tunes. Uh, number nine, Midnight Rain, also by Taylor Swift. And at number 10, Viva Las Vengeance by Panic at the Disco. That was their lead single off their album, which was released on the same day as the Demi Lovato album. Oh, I don't think I heard that. I heard it was bad. Um, It'll grow on you. It, it's, okay. it's meh at first listen, but then the song... I mean, the songs are catchy. If anything, I mean, there's you know, some song you, I can pick out of it. You kind of just have to accept that Panic at the Disco is not what Panic at the Disco was. Like, the Brendan Urie project is not the same thing as old panic at the right. disco but it's well, i never it's even still, liked that know. band that much to begin with so maybe i would just like some of the songs just for what they are maybe yeah all right i'll, I'll check it out uh okay now okay, now we're doing now top, five artists. top five artists all right so i'll still i'll go uh go five five to one and then we can break it down okay um so my number five artist, although there probably won't be suspense for number one, but number five artist, to just to relate this back to Gossip Girl, the pretty Le reckless, that's right, Taylor Momsen's band, 
the very pretty nice. reckless been getting very much into them like i had heard them before but now maybe since i am going so in depth on taylor momsen every week i figured i should uh i should know all of her music better and i've really i've listened to all of her albums i was already listening to her most recent album from from last year that i liked a lot but uh her first three albums are all very good as well big fan it's just like in not to not to steal another saying from her dad but like that's what i call plymouth rock like it's just so <laughs> it's such a good rock band i'm, I'm uh, seeing them next week with friend of the pod uh nicole not not fiance of the pod but friend nicole of the pod horn. nicole horn oh yeah and uh you did not want to come with us no i did not um uh, I, I mean i guess i definitely could have afforded it i didn't realize it was gonna be 32 dollars. but uh i mean there's also other <laughs> yeah. expenses involved from going out to the city I mean, just with the money, fees but... alone, it, it bumped it up to forty-four. But yeah, sure. But not still not gonna break the bank. But I, I have never heard yeah. a song by this band at all, so I'm excited to hear what this is about. I, I told you to play one of their uh, one of one of my favorites from them. But uh, so this is off we, of. We... Uh, yeah, we'll just stop here. Twenty twenty one album, Death by Rock and Roll. Death Death by Rock and Roll. Yeah. Um, and you know, fun fact, Death by Rock and Roll. The the first line of the song is Jenny died by suicide. Wondering if she's referencing her uh, character Jenny Humphrey. I hope that's not. Oh my god, <laughs> that better not be a spoiler. <laughs> this is how I, the first time I get spoilers from the, this the very pod. <laughs> can't can't confirm or deny, but if life after the show did not end well for Jenny, I hope Taylor Momsen wasn't spoiling us. That'd be insane if it was like it a, a wonderful life life. situation in that show, but like she actually goes through with it. <laughs> that would be very insane. <laughs> it's the ghost of Bart Bass, and then she's like, he's like, just, Nicole, just do it, Jenny, just jump. <laughs> me and Nicole are going to be the only people at the uh, concert just being like, yeah, little Jay, come on, little Jay. <laughs> she's going to hate that. He's going to hate. She's going to so hate us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll play uh, some twenty-five. Let's hear what this is all about. This was on. Uh, this did not make the cut uh, this year, but it was on my top one hundred of last year. This okay. Song. Oh yeah, so that's, that's uh, interesting. Interestingly enough, although the Pretty Reckless were my fifth most listened to band, none of their songs made it into my top 101 songs. Really? I must That's have spread spread really the spread love the evenly, yeah. so that yeah, so that no one song was able to rise to the top hundred, but they were still able to make it to the top five uh, artists. So is this is this a popular band or just kind of medium popular? They're medium popular. Like they definitely have a following. Like yeah. I guess I will check how many Twitter followers they have, so we can have some sort of. Reference point. Right. A pretty. It's not how you spell pretty. It's tough typing with one hand. A pretty reckless. They have 221.9 thousand Twitter followers. Okay, it's pretty big. But yeah, pretty good following. I don't. I wouldn't even be able to recognize her voice in this song. This is why she she always had a. She was always losing her voice when season two started. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's some like much like Demi, like but in a different aspect where like she gets so like raspy and just just yeah, like, kind of like screaming on certain really songs. Really good where, at like throwing like, dirt on her voice like that. Yeah, I'm surprised because she's doing three show, three nights in a row at New York. I'm surprised she's gonna be able to do this for like three that's nights really in cool. a row. Yeah. Ooh, I'm definitely gonna look into this because I've been looking for more stuff like Demi. Once we got yes. into that, I'm like, I need more. nobody else does this. Who else does? I guess I guess no, this, this is, is who so else good. Does this it. whole album is so good. So for her first and. She has four albums, or they have four albums. I really only <laughs> consider this the Taylor Momsen project. Sorry to the rest of the boys in the band, but I think her first and most recent. She has four albums. First and fourth albums are the two standouts for me. Really, I was going to say, like, go, is, is yeah. there like a? Does she have some like growing pains in the beginning? Is it just okay, and it gets good now? I the, or I think the first album is like real. I don't know. It's like 
really, really, uh, I don't know. Most of the songs just kind of stuck with me. But yeah, I, I would go uh, fourth album, first album, second album, third album. Okay. Good to know. That's my official ranking for for the anyone keeping track of the wiki. Uh, but yeah, so what I was gonna say about like the the raspiness though, I mean, the only way you can really, from what I, I I've learned a little bit about that in particular, they had um, uh, what's the they had Will Smith on one of the more recent Switched On Pop episodes I listened to, and they were talking about just that, like how you can in a healthy way use like rasping your singing and like screaming and apparently there's yeah, some sure way you can like learn to do it and it doesn't like take a toll on your voice there must be a way that like these professionals learn to do it right. in a healthy way i'm sure there's a ton of uh, vocal training that goes that goes into it yeah so it doesn't like destroy we'll never yourself. be able to understand yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah that, that, that's good I, i'm gonna definitely check this out i can't wait for you to get into them become a super fan next yeah. time next time we see the pretty reckless you can come aboard hell yeah okay. um so number four Streetlight Manifesto, a, classic, a band baby. that we were talking. Uh, this, I mean, this, I mean, I first started listening to them in middle school. Obviously, they were they were my favorite band in eighth grade and have been my favorite band since then. Shout out to uh, Connor Schweitzer in sixth grade for showing me Keysby Nights, the uh, very nice uh, Catch Twenty Two version, which I guess originally got me into it. And then uh, John Nieves, who would turn me on to Streetlight Manifesto in eighth grade. Too, they would go on to be my. Uh, I hope that's enough uh, Lindenhurst name dropping for Matt Donahue. <laughs> it better be. Is that why you did it? <laughs> yeah. She's she's hooting and hollering right now, pumping her fists. <laughs> I think she always does it when she listens to our show anyway. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. She, I mean, she was just saying that. She she, she was gushing about the show wow. when I saw how, her. How nice. Yeah. Always nice to meet a fan. <laughs> um, this, this album's fantastic. I I think I listened to like these guys a little bit before college but once this 2013 album came out uh i think it was still freshman year at that point and freshman year it, it really like i think i had taken a, a big break from scott and this got me back into our whole scott phase that we were in yeah. um yeah. even we didn't even go to the same school it, but we'd still try and see all the same shows and have that little bit of a crossover mm-hmm. even though we, we weren't that this, far away but it's the streetline manifesto album coming out freshman year along with me being like uh not roommates yet but uh uh it's you know, living in close proximity to Mike Slifer, who was very into ska and was like, uh, me to all these real big fish shows. So this, this got me very much into the, uh, into the ska rabbit hole. Yeah. And I will say, I, I was saying that Streetlight Manifesto and Green Day, I was saying my favorite bands of all time. Don't listen to them as much anymore just because I, I you know, take them for granted. But to be see Streetlight Manifesto, the fourth most listened to artist this year, because I, I think what happened was at the beginning of the year, last year, Streetlight said, don't worry, guys. There's going to be a new album yeah. in 2022. They've been teasing it for so a little the, while. So when the when the clock struck 2022, I was like, get back into Streetlight. I like deep dive into all their albums again. Yeah. Listen to everything, you know, front to back. Kept listening. Even listened to their 99 Songs of Revolution. And I just getting ready. Like, all right, this album's going to be here, and I'm going to be into it. And then the album just never came. So they nope. they just tricked me into listening to their music again. I mean, it worked. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure they got a little bit of a bump from that from other people too. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a, a fantastic band. I, I had like my connection to it in college. Besides you, um, there was a, a house we would go to a lot to party. I think like sophomore year we started hanging out with these people. They were they were the uh, the frisbee team had a house, and we would go hang out at the frisbee house. And every time we went there, they would at some point in the night blast uh, point counterpoint and a better place a better time. And the whole house would sing yeah. together in unison. And it was a lot oh, of a lot beautiful. of fun. Yeah, yeah. The thing about because. Like, 
there's no such thing as like a casual streetlight fan. Like every streetlight yeah. fan I've ever known is like a hardcore streetlight manifesto fan. If you go to a streetlight show, they are not only singing every single word to every song, but also singing the horn parts to every single song. <laughs> they like, and it's true. Like it's just one of those things where like, just like the other big fandom I'm a part of, like like the community fandom. They're like once you're into community, you're like in like. It's going to be your favorite show of all time. Right. And with Streetlight, it's like, if you're a fan of Streetlight, it's going to be one of your favorite bands of all times. You're going to know all the words. Shout out to uh, a friend of the pod, Naomi Calhoun, who is another big Streetlight manifesto head. Oh, very nice. Uh, maybe maybe we can talk some Streetlight next time she comes on the pod. Yeah, I hope we do. Uh, okay, well, your song that you chose for this one to play is with any sort of certainty. And this, this oh, is not. probably my... Oh, I only, picked, only for memory. Uh, that was but, the one yeah. that my, my cursor was on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only for memories is my favorite song on this album so my second favorite I have the, the title track titular hands that thieve is my is my favorite on the album okay. and then if only for memories right behind it um and yeah um almost like the pretty reckless if only for memories was the only song to appear on my top 101 songs and it was number 100 oh just, just made, made the just cut snuck it in this is also probably says, my favorite uh, horn part of it. I was just going to say, this too. is such a great... Really like, good. Both just the general horn part, and then also, like, the... Uh, the a little I horn guess duet. Call it, yeah, I guess you'd call it a bridge, like, to, uh, towards the end, right. where all the horns come in, and, yeah, it's just... Uh... So but the only thing is, I will say, have you ever heard the acoustic version of this song? Um, I feel like I have, maybe. The acoustic version of this song has a third verse in it that ties the whole song together. Oh, yeah, I think you told me about this. I don't know if I ever heard it. I believe I have. It is so good, but first of all, it's not on Spotify, so you can't really listen to it. I, I think you have to YouTube it. Secondly, it's just like there's no horn, so it's like not as good of a product as the original song. Right, but, but the lyrics because more... of the third verse are so much better. I wish we could have a third verse as part like, of the original let's get version. The full it would song make somewhere. it into such a better song. But unfortunately, we have these two separate things that we have to that we have to live with separately. Right, and it's it's not like the kind of artist that is afraid of giving you a long song either. Like I get it's already five and a half minutes, but like let's just make it seven minutes and give us the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me, let me play a little bit of this. Oh yeah. And for all you people that haven't turned the podcast off yet and that are getting your first Tina Streetlight Manifesto, you're welcome. You're very lucky. It's a funny one to, to play for newcomers because it's it's not really like a typical streetlight song by any no, it's, it's not, not very yeah. punk rock at all. More salsa dancing. Um, yeah, exactly. That is kind of what it reminds me of. Um, I haven't seen Streetlight in a while, like, uh, and they they play all the time. And uh, they still play. I didn't realize they're playing all the time, oh. which is I, I mean, stop playing shows, get into the recordings. That's what I'm saying, boys. Yeah, this is. And the lyrics and the horns, true standouts in this. Wish we would have the third verse, but you know. Yeah. Can't this, have it this all. Is like, when you really listen to these lyrics, they're they're a cry or two, especially like when we were in college too, and the lyrics kind of mirrored like our experiences of going away and like life's changing. Then there's the third verse where the guy turns into an old man and realizes that he wants to come back home uh, and that everything he ever wanted was at home to begin with. <laughs> Makes so much sense. It really does leave you on like a cliffhanger. Yes. I don't know why. Oh my god. Right. I, will, I will never get over this. Just gonna skip to those horns. 
I was like, I want to point out too, like incredible live band. Like these instruments sound exactly like this live. Yeah, it's crazy how good they are. They don't miss a beat. I mean, not much showmanship where uh, Tokyo, no, no, no. the lead singer, will just kind of <laughs> sit on a stool and play and sing the whole yeah. time. But uh, very focused on the musicianship. Everyone else is like kind of going wild while they're playing. goes on forever. I don't know if you want to Yeah, yeah. I'll get to this a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, somehow a horn part is just getting me in the feels right now. Yeah. Um, so number good. three. My number three artist. Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah. Um, and I can easily explain this. Avril Lavigne had a new album released at the beginning of the year in February. She had a 20th anniversary album released uh, from her first album, Let Go, where there were some bonus tracks added to that as well. Um, and I listened to both of those albums on repeat for a couple of weeks each yeah. at least. And then combine that with me just generally listening to Avril Lavigne in my everyday life, which I am always doing every every year, never getting sick of Avril Lavigne, always going back to the old hits when I'm, when I'm running or uh, jamming out in the car. And also she did release a lot of singles as well, so I was playing them uh, a lot. Um, and yeah, and I and this was the... The Avril Lavigne Renaissance, this was the Lavinaissance. Uh, her <laughs> new album, her 2019 album was kind of a dud. Didn't Oof. really love it. But both listening back to her first album re-released and her most recent album uh, were both just uh, re- really good. I mean, her most recent album is like back to old form for Avril. Her best album since probably uh, Best Damn Thing, if I had to, if I had to say. And I do. And so. And you do. Yeah. It, this and one's so, great. Uh, it, you, you recommended this to me and I had not listened to Avril ever on my own i think i've just heard like the hits from back in the day and i love this one and I, i'm pretty sure it made a good showing on my top 100 this year also this, this is so good and it makes me want to go back I, I, I was a little bit scared to go back and listen to more just because i like this one so much i didn't want this to be the ceiling for me and then have to go backwards yeah. so I'll, I'll have to just do it because i know there's other good stuff in there somewhere April's first three albums will stack up to, to anything. Um, and I, I, I loved because she burst onto the scene as a 17 year old. I am what, like nine years old at, at this point. Maybe, uh, less than that. What am I, eight years old? Uh, it doesn't matter. But so. Um, <laughs> I was going to call you out I'm on like it. Eight, yeah, I'm like eight or nine at this point. And you know, then someone tells me that she writes all of her own songs. And that just made me feel like even as an eight year old, I was like, I knew that was important. I was like, Oh, yeah. so she's a true star. She's, she's writing her own songs. Right. Other singing. people's songs. She's writing Kelly Clarkson songs. She's writing. Oh all yeah, stuff. she is. She's writing Kelly Clarkson songs. Um, running Carrie Underwood songs. She's also, she's being, she's being rude to Kelly Clarkson at award shows. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that. That's funny. <laughs> now they recently talked about that on uh, Los Culturistas. I think last week, even I have fun. Um, where Matt Rogers is a big uh, Kelly Clarkson stand, so he was uh, pretty anti-Avril for a little bit there until uh, uh. buried the hatchet. Um, and then, I, you know, I used to, uh, not not even uh, that long ago. I I've had dreams sometimes where I'm just like best friends with Avril Lavigne, and it's like the best dream ever. We just like hang out and do punk rock things. Yeah, I mean, she's so cool. I mean, even just look, looking at the the cover album cover of the album i was like she wears a tie so cool i wish i could do that split like she looks cool in boots she's just got great hair she's just like everything i i wish i could be a pop princess like her a punk rock she single-handedly made wearing ties soon. cool that's why i wear a tie to work every day i think i think dan um humphrey wants to like look like her in yeah, 2009 I think, I think so and he too. just can't pull it off he would never admit it but he's a huge Avril Lavigne. Oh, he definitely fan. is he, you're right he would not admit it <laughs> 
<laughs> he would never admit that. Never. All right, I'm going to play the song that you chose, which is Love It When You Hate Me. This is my highest placing ever living song. And um, I'm surprised that this was the, the one I listened to the most. I feel like Boys Lie, the one with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, uh, that one I like a lot. That one, yeah, that one's really fun. That's a single that also had um, an acoustic version that I listened to a lot. But I feel like I listened to that one over and over again. But that one uh, did not make the cut, I guess. And this one did. I think Deja Vu is probably my favorite. I like, like Deja Vu a lot. Yeah, yeah. I like the title song a lot. Boys Eyes Parade. I, I don't really like Machine Gun Kelly except for that song. I'm like, oh, maybe I do like this guy. Thing I'm is, confused about him. Well, the thing is, Machine Gun Kelly gets a bad rap. I don't really know what he does other than like date uh, Megan Fox and say right. weird things and appear in Jackass 4. Yeah. But, and also Same. appear in a random episode of, uh, of Catfish. But... Every time he's ever like been featured on a song, I've liked it. So like, right? Maybe you should just maybe do that. I, maybe I'm a Machine Gun Kelly fan. Like, I don't that's know. what made me think too. But I, I think his own music doesn't sound like the stuff he features on. Maybe because I've ne- yeah, I've never listened to like a Machine Gun Kelly song. I've listened. He features on a lot of people's songs though, and I always like when he's on it. It's always a good song. So it's amazing because uh, I thought he was like new too, and he's been like in the music business for 20 years. And I'm like, oh. Maybe you've been doing something wrong that I don't know who you are, but <laughs> I think he's been making a lot of money, so I guess he's doing something right. I don't know. He's clearly doing something right. He is. But I think he's kind of like the butt of a lot of like jokes within the music. Yeah, like, I think so, too. Fields, so I don't know. But she's awesome. I, I think it was really smart of her to kind of bring on the um, like the Mark Hoppuses of the world and the Travis Barkers, yes. um, almost like themselves using this as a Trojan horse to catapult their, their comeback. Which is really funny. Yeah, true. Um, but the, the the songs that Travis Barker drums on this album is they're they're all really good. Like you can you can tell it's him right away. He, he's got fucking machine course, gun yeah. uh, type like snare drum mm-hmm. going on. Not to be confused with machine gun no, Kelly. Yeah, I would never. Um, <laughs> and the Mark Hoppus song is great too. Yes, that's that's a fun one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. All right, let's get to number two. All right. Number two artist of the year is. Miley Cyrus. Oh and, yes. And I'm not sure what happened with Miley that made me listen to her so yeah, much this year. Like I, the weird year for her. No, I've always been a big Miley Cyrus fan. I think what it was is she dropped a live album in the summer of this year, and I really liked it. And it, I mean, she, from what it sounds like in this album, she puts on a great show. And whatever show this is, uh, she puts on a full set and then says. All right, guys, Green Day's up next. So you have to assume Green Day's also putting on... <laughs> like, she cool. had Encore and everything. So you have to assume that Green Day's also putting on a full set. So whatever show this was, Miley Cyrus followed by Green Day, sounds like the best show that's ever been. <laughs> it really does. Ever. But it's like it's just, it was to, made for me and you. Yes. Listening to the live album over and over again made me like want to go back and listen to her like older songs as well, because I've also still been listening to her most recent album, which is my favorite of hers, Plastic Hearts, and I'm still listening to a lot of those songs all the time. So I guess it does make sense, like combined with the new live album, me going back and listening to a bunch of her old stuff and still listening to her more recent stuff where how she made it up to number two, because I, you know, she snuck in there, but I've been listening to a lot of Miley Cyrus this year. You know, I should get back on her too because I listened to a lot of her during the Plastic Hearts era also and she just fell off with all the other pop princesses that have been coming out with great music recently. Um, I just forget about her a little bit, but I, I do like her a lot too and I, I think I need to give her um, another another listen so I can fall back in love with her. I, and like I said, when uh, 
when Liguori was on for Lovato Land. Like he out of those those three those three Disney girls, Liguori ended up following Demi, and I ended up following Miley, and then we ended up we ended up meeting back eventually. So who's it, the third all... Disney girl? Selena. Selena. Okay, I guess did I follow her? Sure. For, for, you, for the sake of this, me. yeah. <laughs> I don't see her in your. I don't see her in your uh, end of year. <laughs> no, I also I haven't even listened to her or watched her documentary. I guess I, I didn't really follow her after all. I'm gonna get to her documentary eventually. She ends the show by saying, uh, "Green Day's up next. I guarantee they won't be leaving the stage in a pair of underwear like I am." And I'd love to see if uh, Green Day took that challenge or not. I've, I've, they feel like they would. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This was this was her encore song, "Party in the USA." With a couple. It doesn't. She usually hate playing the song. Did she do something different with it? I guess we'll find out. Oh, uh, she definitely does because I, I don't know if she has just forgotten like half the lyrics or just chose not to sing them, but. Um, <laughs> My highest it's a seven minute song, song. Yeah, well, because the second half of it is just her like thanking the audience and, like, oh, okay, okay. and for like an encore and like ghost. instruments and everything. Yeah. Um, well, I like those backing vocals. That's fun. But she, it seems like she's a. I would love to see Miley Cyrus because based on this show, it seems like she's a lot of fun. Oh, live. she's, she's like interacting be. with the crowd a lot. She's like, this is her just taking taking a verse off, not singing the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll jump back into the chorus. I mean, she's on stage, and you're looking at her. Like, you're just happy to see her, I'm sure. And, like, the singing is just a bonus at this point. <laughs> you're watching exactly, how the yeah. on stage. She's prancing around in her underwear, yeah. uh, yelling at the audience members. Yeah, it seems like she a seems like she has a great and, stage presence. And obviously, Party in the USA is, like, the, I mean, probably her most famous song. But, yeah, uh, probably I'd say so, everyone, if, even if they're not familiar with Miley Cyrus, knows Party in the USA. So, uh, so... Surprised that this was my number one most played because it's not my favorite Miley Cyrus song, and it's also like seven or eight minutes long. But uh, here we are. Here we. Are. Well, you I like I like that a lot. That's I don't good. know how they count things, but maybe the fact that it is eight minutes long gives you more it, minutes. No, that, maybe I don't know. I was gonna say because maybe I spent more minutes listening to it, but that'd be an absurd way to count. To that would, count that would be strange. It's, I think it goes by place. No, probably it has to go by place. Okay. Otherwise, my number one song would have to be all too all too well. Ten minutes. That's true. That would be unfair. Then number one, of course, Taylor Swift. We've already already discussed, but uh, there were 26 Taylor Swift songs in my top 100, and, and of course, all 20 Midnight songs made it. So there were six non-Midnight songs that made it, and my highest placing one was "I Know Places," which is a kind of a sleeper hit for me. Like, definitely one of my favorites hit, yeah. that that not a lot of people talk about. But I love this song a lot i love 1989 and this song is just not enough people are talking about i know places but uh this was my highest placing taylor swift song i mean we've already talked to taylor swift to death so yeah i don't know how much more i can say about her obviously she was my number one listened to although i will say uh only listened three thousand something minutes this year and was only in the top two percent of taylor swift listeners on spotify which is a failure because last year I i showed you guys that it was at like 8,000 minutes of Taylor Swift, and I made it to the top 0.5%. So I definitely fell a little, uh, opened my music uh, horizons a little bit and listened to a lot more things than just Taylor Swift. Still still suck, snuck in 3,000 minutes of Taylor Swift. But yeah, I, th- I think we're bigger only... fans than the numbers are giving us credit for because, like I said about the radio stuff earlier, I think I think her algorithm is giving her more plays on people's radios because she's so popular. So people right. that would, I think we're seeking her out more than people that have higher minute counts than us. Whatever you need to say to yeah. make us to make us sound better. That makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like this song that much. I'll be honest. Um, oh so God, I, maybe I maybe you're right. It, it must be song. a sleeper because I, I think I feel the same way as like the the general consensus feels about the, the song. top it, ten. Ta- I mean, before I revised my list, it was at number six. Since all then, time, the, the 
Yes. Wow. The all too well Taylor's version and would have, could have, should have have passed it. So it's dropped to number eight, but still a top 10 song. The chorus is perfect. The, the, uh, the bridge is really good. Uh, the ending where she's like, multiple things are going on. I love a counter melody. So when multiple things are going on and just like, the second time she goes into the chorus where she's kind of like an oh i remember thing where she just belts out right and we run oh man i, th- get enough I of think that one. May- maybe we'll have a sort of out of the woods resurgence for me with this one maybe maybe this is the song that Hope happens so. that w- with next um but otherwise i think this only beats out like this love and maybe bad blood and welcome to new york so fucked up. i don't know so, so I, I, fucked up so this is one that i will i will belt when i play this song let's hear it like i said my my top not placing uh, non-midnight song. See, I don't like the way it starts it, either. I love the way it starts. Like, I'm into it. What, what's going on here? Give me more. What is this? <laughs> Intrigued. Where are you going with this? Oh, yeah. And now we got the drum beat coming in. You're enjoying this. I mean, of course I'm enjoying it, but... I'd enjoy the next song much more. What's the next song? Uh, clean. Good. I love Clean. It's a good song. Not as good as, not as, good as this. It's not going to be as good as the second one. But I mean, I do love her yelling. You know, I'm a fan of her belting, as we know. Oh, man, I could scream this chorus all day. I mean, she's never written a bad chorus. I mean, we can we can agree on that. So I just I feel like I the song is like you're waiting for this great part, and I don't want to wait, wait for it. I just want to hear it. I mean, okay, I, it's a don't bore us to the chorus. I get that criticism. Sort of it, it sounds like to me what you're saying is the chorus is so good that you don't want to go back to the verses. But right. the the verses are are holding their own to me at least, and I think the chorus is good enough. And then when we get to the we get to the kind of bridge and and right. outro and then it and gets great. Yeah, I think that's what needs to happen for me. I need to fall in love with the verses. I like the verses, though. Well, we should get to your artist and okay. then like wrap it up because we're like nearing 90 minutes already. Okay. I just want to get a little bit of this going. Oh, yes. It was great. Yes, when she breaks it down like this. Are you kidding me? I love a good breakdown. Well, you, you have to understand that this is also my favorite Taylor album. So, like, I, I, Mine hold, too. I hold every song to high regard. So, like, if, even if it's my lower of the album, this still beats out so many Taylor songs, even if it's not my favorite on this album. Okay. Still up there. The the I know places stands are gonna come for you. Apparently, there's not that many. We'll, we'll, we'll find, I would love to get some some interaction though. Yell at me, please. Yell at me. All right. What do we got next? My top five. Number five. John Mayer. Oh my! How fun goodness. is this? Get, get Lita back on the. <laughs> I know. Um. You know you were that that you were that into him. Oh, I'm, I'm very into John Mayer. I, um. He I feel like he just isn't that much in the like the public eye anymore. Um, he, maybe he had a little bit of a comeback a, with like with the recent album last year, but he was in the new he was in the new BJ Novak movie Vengeance. Oh, really? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, he plays uh, John. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's kind of unbranded. Only just a fictionalized version of John Mayer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I love him. I, I I like him quite a bit. He's like the perfect balance of like old dad rock because he's he's like he's such a music nerd that he like pays homage to all the music that he loves. He's like a humongous Eric Clapton fan and. Um, I I do love like seventies rock a lot, and he is also he's like towing the line between old rock and um, like pop music. So mm. he he he's a good a good kind of in between of, of those things. And his 
newest album was fun it was there's some some clunkers on it for sure it was also very short and a couple of the songs had been out for like two years before this album came out so that was only like that like almost a quarter mm-hmm. of the songs i already had been listening right. to for a while I'll, I'll play carry me away off of the new album from 2021 sob rock um does john Mayer have a lot of albums he or does. is he like a every few years it's every few like years a, yeah like, i don't think he was ever on like an every year streak like I'm no one can, can do that anymore, besides the beatles or taylor swift never really gotten in to john Mayer besides his first album nor have i really tried to uh, i heard his I, I think i had his first album so i heard that one a decent amount uh but jen just quickly fell off and never really tried to get back on yeah uh, and now i probably won't just you know just so you know i think the see me, but i'm best... just pumping my taylor solidarity right now that's fair um, the, the best entry point is probably continuum that's like where everyone i feel like really fell in love with him that was at his peak uh, and then honestly the next best one would be the search for everything which is his uh 2017 album that came out right before this one those two are really good um there's a lot of good songs in between but I don't think he has a lot of consistently good albums besides the two I mentioned. Like the, those two, I can listen to top to bottom with no problem. But the other ones, I had to kind of pick out songs from. But the ones I like, I right. like a lot. I mean, I get, I get the appeal. I get why people would be a fan. The most random thing about John Mayer is uh, have the first two seasons of Rick and Morty on DVD, and they have a bunch of commentary episodes. And John Mayer is just on the commentary for one of the really? episodes. Yes, that's really funny. Well, I, I think uh, we talked about this a little bit when he was on. Um, Dan Harmon's D&D podcast for a day. Yes. That was a really good interview. It was funny because it was, was these two problematic yeah. guys talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think Dan Harmon said that, like, Mayor just, like, showed up to the studio wherever they were recording the commentary and was, like, texted him, like, let me in. I want to record a commentary with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, so with the, the, I don't know if it was the same day as their podcast episode together, but he had just went to the Grammys f- after releasing The Search for Everything, which is the, one of his best albums. And he didn't get any mentions at the Grammy, didn't get nominated for anything. And he was like, I used to be so fucking popular, and now nobody cares about my best work ever. Um, so <laughs> I'm just in a, like, a super low place. And he went and just like Hard to stay talked to Dan Harmon for two and a half hours, and they had a very funny conversation. It was a good episode of that podcast, I remember. Yeah. He's a really intelligent and funny guy. Like the One of the um, songs on this album, Sob Rock, uh, the, which song was it? New Light. I don't know. I might have showed you the music video for this at some point because I was showing it to everyone because it's a, a genuinely funny music video. It's just like it's very like Tim and Eric asks like the old Adult Swim type of weird editing and just like shows that the guy has a sense of humor. He's not, not like the full of himself kind of person everybody used to think he was. So he's 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 more grounded than days of old. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um. Uh, number four, and I think this also is a little bit of a bias because uh, we we did a few podcast episodes about this guy but this is billy joel is my number four ah yes 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 i mean he comes on uh, a lot of radios of mine too i i do like him i feel like i i don't want to i'm not proud that i like billy joel as much as i do but i Mm -hmm. i I, he's kind of like uh he's something that i grew up loving and now i maybe i overplayed him a little bit and he's more of just like Mm -hmm. uh when you hear like oh yeah you know what i love all these songs uh but there's uh, there's a lot of funny ones especially in the later years there's a lot of terrible songs But, like, once you get up to maybe, like, Glass Houses, maybe it starts to go downhill a little bit. There's some good ones on The Innocent Man, but uh, all the psyche stuff is immaculate. Really good stuff. Like, Like, I like Innocent Man. There's a bunch of good tracks on that one. Uh, But, yeah, as as Long Islanders, as lifelong Long Islanders, you grow up listening to Billy Joel, even if you don't even know that it's Billy Joel you're listening to. I mean, there were plenty of times growing up where 
I'd hear songs and be like, oh, this is Billy Joel too. Oh, this one's Billy Joel too. And <laughs> yeah. Like I've already heard all these songs growing up. And so like you become a Billy Joel fan without even realizing it. And I too, uh, I mean, it doesn't even feel like by choice. I am it's, also a, it's a guilty pleasure in a way. We, we've seen Billy Joel together. We have, yes. Yeah. Uh, and well, when it comes to the the Billy Joel Elton John binary, I have uh, leaned much more into the Elton John as of recent years. I've been listening to a lot of Elton these days, more oh, yeah. so than Billy. I think I he's my, easier uh, to root my, for. My soft piano rock fix. Yeah, he's a, he's a better character. He's more interesting. Billy Joel is just like kind of if if he didn't play music, he would be someone I hated. You'd walk into you'd bump into him in the street yeah. and be like, "Fuck that guy! That guy looks like a racist." He's just like I'm five five and I crash my car into right. Into I'm, I'm, I'm an sometime. old drunk bald guy. <laughs> Like, okay, awesome. But uh, music is great. He's a really good musician. I, I like him a lot. He um, does write his songs on like Elton John. That's true. I mean, oh. if you don't know this song, then you're not from get Long the, Island, I guess. And turn this podcast get the fuck off. Out of you. <laughs> I don't want you to listen anymore. Shout out to Travis Hurley, another big Billy Joel fan. <laughs> yes, yes. Also had uh, one of the better John Mayer tweets that I've seen. Who, Travis, Travis Hurley? Yeah. What he did said, he uh, at waiting, and then in parentheses, waiting. <laughs> waiting, on my phone, waiting on my phone to charge. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> Was that ever relevant? Because like, the song came out in 2006, um, and he probably said it in like 2017. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But it, okay. it made me laugh. So I'm good. still remembering it five years later. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. I can it's great. This is one of the best ones. Does, do you have a ranking of, of this song? Like, where would this land for Billy Joel songs all time? Oh, I don't know where it would rank all time. It's got to be up there. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I don't have a full ranking. I know that Scenes from an Italian Restaurant is my favorite. Obviously, that's a classic. That That's the one that is, like, one of the most fun to really belt out there. Oh, yeah. Like, this one it's plays got, like, live. three and different parts everyone, to it. The whole crowd yeah. is screaming it at MSG. Oh, yeah. Um, when I, I play that song with Nicole in the car, um, I will always do the piano, the air piano for the piano parts. You gotta. You yeah, gotta do the air piano. Did, I know what part you're talking about. You gotta do the air you piano have for to. that part. It's, very, it's a must. Yeah. All right. My my number three. Uh, you know, I should, I should also give you minutes. I, we have minute breakdowns here. John Mayer, uh, number five with 310 minutes. Billy Joel with 383 minutes. Demi Lovato is number three with 460 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a Lovato lad bump. A little bit. Uh, but I think still would have beat up Billy Joel without the Lovato lads. I don't, I don't I think we didn't do 100 six... minutes of Lovato lads. Yeah. <laughs> Did all six, I had all 16 Holy Fuck songs make it into my top 100. I, I, I bet majority of them made it to mine, and, too. I haven't checked. None And none other. It's, uh, just 16 Demi songs, all 16 were the Holy Fuck songs. Yeah. Um, I will play Substance, because this is my favorite song on the album. I uh, listened to this song as well. When I, actually, I listened to this whole album again while I was running today. Very nice. It, it's, a, it's a good running album just because of how hype it gets you. I feel like this is a, yeah, exactly. No matter what song you land on, if you're like ending the run, it could be any of these 16 that you're going to be hyped. Really big on picking a good song to end your run to. It, it's, it's important. Like that, The last mile, I love just like really lengthening those, lengthening those strides out and just cranking out a, a good like sub-seven mile. Yeah. Yeah, it's different for me. These days, I'm on the treadmill right now, so I'm kind of just running the whole p- the same pace the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to like just. I feel like when I'm on a treadmill, I'm just like, please kill me. Just let me just let this be done. <laughs> Much more suicidal on a it. treadmill than I am outside. 
like a treadmill. I ran the the Maggie Fleming 5K last weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I was outdoor running for the first time in a while, and I was sore for like four days afterwards. It's very different. It's, it's crazy different how muscles, different yeah. running outside is from running on the treadmill. It is wacky. I mean, I think you you keep like the the lung capacity is the same, but like the, there's different like weird calf parts that don't. Yeah. And I think there's muscles that are also helpful when you're doing treadmill that you don't get when you're outdoors. But I I think it's mostly harder when you're outside because the, the the street doesn't get pulled out from underneath you like the treadmill right. does this has turned into a running podcast now <laughs> yeah um yeah that, that's a great song to finish to um i don't mean sexually oh yeah i mean when i'm running <laughs> but sometimes when i'm running that does happen also um, of course this is another song that the music video gets played a lot when i'm getting my haircut <laughs> I, lo- I love to hear about the inner workings <laughs> yeah. of your is it really it's a fun barbershop i'm glad i, I found this place barbershop. because I used to go to this place in a shopping center nearby me, and I had a feeling they were like a bunch of old racists, but I wasn't totally mm. sure because I never heard them. I didn't catch them in the act, but uh, they're just a bunch <laughs> of old Italian guys, and I, I just couldn't stand trying them. To, were you trying to bait them like Z-Way does in an interview? <laughs> it was. I asked them what their, their favorite race was whenever I would come in, <laughs> um, but I was just sitting there waiting for my turn, and I just hear them talking about election fraud, and I just got up and left. <laughs> I, I walked right out and got my haircut somewhere else. You know else. what? On second thought, I, th- I think I'll grow my hair out. <laughs> like, I, they kept like looking at me, like waiting for me to like just to jump into the conversation because there was like three people fraud? in there. <laughs> uh, and I, I was like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not sorry. I'm just gonna walk the fuck out and never come back in here. Um, and then the place I go to now is run by a whole family of Russian Jewish people. And they have great music taste, and they're very friendly. And I get my haircut by the uncle of all of them, and he always wears a sailor cap when he cuts my hair. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I'm still you. getting my hair cut at the lemon tree. That's definitely um, better for your wallet. This place is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I pay 30 and then tip 5 whenever I go yeah, there. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I, like, I go like you know, once every month Tree used to be like six eight dollars for, yeah, for like insane. a buzz cut now now it's uh, it's hiked up to 15 but still much more uh reasonable than any other place yeah that, that's not like what i was paying when i used to go, get my haircut at Wallbaums. <laughs> yeah uh, en- enough uh hairy boys uh on onto my number two artist beach bunny with 585 minutes i think my favorite song of this album right now off of emotional creature you know what maybe i'll uh i'll do you a little favor and i will play sports for you how about that hey have fun taking over the podcast again yeah like i said listen to this song during my run today this is my entrance point into i mean it was one of mine too this is like one of those songs i definitely heard first uh my friend at work was just playing this one thing and i was like nope this is good gotta yeah. shazam it so i heard this one first and then also also um they have a song called cloud nine and they have a version of it where tegan and sarah do a verse I love Keegan and Sarah. I just started listening to their new album, finally. It's good. It's very good. I like it quite a bit. I got I love her vocals on the chorus here. So good. Something about it just sounds so pleasing. So good. And she, it's so cool that she was able to work with someone like Tegan and Sarah because a girl that like plays this type of music and is super young, obviously they grew up on Tegan and Sarah, and the fact that they were able to do a verse on her, this like young chick's song is it's got to be like you, your whole world you listen to a lot of tegan and sarah not a ton um i think i've been starting to get where, into them through uh, this newer album because i like it a lot but uh i, I, I know i know the hits listen to a different tegan and sarah album every year just kind of like going back into their back catalog and i've uh pretty much almost caught up to uh 
Yeah, they, they have a lot of fun I, errors. Like they're they're different all the way through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of different errors. Like they were, kind of like, almost like grungy to to start off, and then like, it, yeah. they've got some. They've got that like pop punk element, and then they went like synth pop at one point. Right. And they went like yeah. So there, there's a lot of a lot of good albums in there. I, not not that uh, not that Tegan and Sarah came up on anyone's uh, uh top artist, no. but uh, but good, good mention to them that they're maybe they're. Next year. Maybe next year if we both get into this album even more. I will um, say, I have not finished the album yet, but based on the first, uh, I think, nine tracks out of the 12 I've listened to, uh, very impressed. Yeah, we got into that recent album because I, I didn't even know it came out until I was listening to came out, their the episode of... The Curse of October of, um, 21st. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, everything came out on October 21st. Oh, that's, you know, probably got buried underneath everything else. Taylor Swift, Carly Rae Jepsen, Megan Trainor, Jesus. Tegan and Sarah. Well, they had no chance. No. But I, I was listening to... Um, the episode of CBBFM with Tegan and Sarah and they're promoting that album and I was like oh shit this is really good they played a couple songs off of it and the two of them their dynamic is so funny too like if you I know you have subscription rights to um, CBB World so definitely like download yeah. that what's, app what's CBBFM what do they do on that one I don't think I uh, it's, it's just like it's it's kind of like I, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be when I subscribed to it but I just like all of Scott's music shows so I thought it was going to be something similar to like are you talking you two to me but mm-hmm. it's really just Scott has guests on and they listen to music for two hours and so i guess since it's like a paid service you can kind of just play full songs so he treats it almost like an actual radio show where he'll have the guests they'll talk for like 10 minutes at a time then they'll play three songs talk about the three songs and then the guests will pick three songs talk about those they'll pick like a year that's like their favorite year of music and they'll play another three songs songs from that but it's just interesting because they play oh, full, I need to look into that. full that tracks really cool um uh, and, yeah. like, uninterrupted because it's it a is, good like, way to listen to find new music too it's it's great he it, 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 it kind uh, yeah. of covers I everything need to, why subscribe to that because i am part of cbb we'll probably... figure this out yeah, we... <laughs> 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 but the, their interview is really great um because you, you that's the best part about it you get new music and you also get like full interviews with these people. yeah um tegan and sarah together are hysterical so really funny, yeah, funny yeah, yeah. sisters i think they were on an episode of comedy bang bang the tv show. i think they were i think they brought that up too Okay. Well, but they they all they okay. just like the, the guests. It's funny because they just go to Scott's house and like hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. All right. So my right, my number out. one let's artist. Let's find out with bated breath what your number one artist. Obviously, is. it's Taylor Swift with two thousand eight hundred and forty nine minutes. Um, that's quite a lot more than the, I guess that's what six times it? more. Two thousand eight hundred forty nine. With second place was, was five eighty five. Oh wow! Wow. So six times more. About. Pretty good. I wish I had the the runners up minutes. I only know that I listened to three thousand something Taylor minutes. I mean, maybe this this Apple Music rap that I shit on all these years isn't so bad after all. But this definitely is the first year they did this. Yeah, it has that. That's the one thing it definitely does have over Spotify. Yeah, I will. I will give you that. And I, I do. I have um, my top hundred songs from every year since I've subscribed to this, which was twenty fifteen. Mm. So like, they're once the year ends, they're locked. So they can still change for this year, but like. 2015 through 2021 are like permanent 100 song playlists that I can always refer back to and like oh yeah this this yeah. You know, like playlist reminds me of this year now which is pretty I cool. have all the years saved since I started since I they started doing it as well very fun um I, I guess since this is another Taylor I'll just play like one of my favorite songs um right now by her that was it's always changing just like I can never really have a full favorite song but um this is an all-time favorite for me what, what is it? Ow. Is it, you just give me a wow? <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> it's so good. 
there's nothing like her little yell at the end when she goes, I'm not going to try and do that. Please do. <laughs> Instead of playing it, please just do what, what you think it sounds like. I know what it sounds like, and I know that I can't do it. Um, is when she goes like, Wow! <laughs> you, you know what it is. Yeah, you, yeah, you've heard, you've heard yeah, it. Yeah, you've heard it before. Here's a little bit of the chorus. It's classic. Sounds so powerful. This chorus. I say, I say, wow! Uh, I'm surprised that this is what, what is one of your favorite songs right now. This is, if I had to, or, someone asked me what my favorite song to listen to by her is right now, I would pick the song. It's so crazy because I'm so like down in general of the vault tracks of Fearless, my, opposite of how I feel about the red. Right. Uh, the vault tracks. If I had to, well, besides Mr. Perfectly Fine, which which is a bop that I played a lot. Uh, was released ahead of the other vault track, so maybe had a leg up. But uh, as far as the other ones, this one is my favorite. Besides, yeah, it's uh, really, really like good. Mr. Perfectly Fine, which I do like this one, but uh, it's still probably not one of uh, my my favorites. Just just based on how I'm, I kind of do maybe unfairly lump it in with yeah. the other vault tracks. Um, it's just one of those melodies I, that really speaks to me for whatever reason. That just like it hits me hard, uh, and I, I could yeah. see this being like an amazing performance if she were to play this song like at like a if she ever did like tiny shows this would be an amazing yeah. show, song to play for like a, a smaller room we'll skip this so let's do that that part i was talking about before yeah that that, that part is that is a highlight of, of the song um, let's a little further it, it, it is it's to the point where i'm listening to fearless taylor's version once i get to these songs at the end i'm kind of just like want to sleep and this is the very last track right it is there we yeah. go so by this time i'm like yeah. Yeah. i mean <laughs> you can see the comparisons oh yeah that was really good <laughs> um, yeah by the time i get to this song i'm like ready to turn it off there there's not there's not there's not much it could do to get me back into sure. listening to i mean it, I, but, I like so. a lot of them don't you made it onto my top 100 this year I don't um, like "Don't You" at all. "Don't You" to me, I, I, I didn't either. It was like my... I, it was a skippable one for me. It, 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 for whatever reason, it sounds a lot like a, like a later track um, "Lover" song. Um, yeah, which I didn't like that much either. But that that type of song grew on me a little bit. Uh, I love. I, I like uh, that "Swin" a lot. He was kind of a country song. Mr. Perfect Perf- 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 Sounds great. Is, uh, don't you is fifth from the bottom for me overall. Wow. Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. Overall, wow. It, yes, it was down for me for a while, but it, it made a big jump. I, I like it quite a bit. Um, you All Over Me is really great. I was excited about that when that was like a single for a little while. Um, eh. I like I like all these. I, I like Fearless um, as a whole, like Taylor's version, so much. Like Yeah, I like the, the album proper and the I guess the deluxe as yeah. well, Taylor's version, but the, the vault tracks I just couldn't get into. All right, we've talked. We, I guess we've talked enough about Taylor okay, Swift. Right. we got to save some material for some, when we some, eventually some, some. do the Swifty I don't Boys. Think, I don't think there's going to be any shortage of material, honestly. Yeah, no. The, the, when we do Swifty Boys, they're going to be like three-hour podcasts. <laughs> Poor Brian. I think people are going to like him. I, th- I think they will. I, I think this will kind of be like a if little Taylor test. Swift if people fans, don't like it, then yeah, we won't do it. Taylor Swift fans are listening, then they'll like it. I think they will. But they're going to be mad about our takes, but... That is the best part about podcasts because they'll it's interact crazy. with us more. And love, the, the more all press is good press. They're gonna hate right. my takes. Uh, we doing a Spotify rap studio? Um, or, or oh, theater? Yeah. I mean, well, do you, do you Spotify just, rap theater? Do you, yeah, we want to do a quick breakdown of if if you have 
a second? To, how long um, is that going to take, or is it too much? Oh, well, I mean, I, I really just had the breakdown of the artists in my in my top. Okay. Out of my top 101 songs, I only have 15 different artists. So a lot of a lot of repeats. I have uh, one Streetlight song, one song from the soundtrack of Encanto, one Tuve Lu song, two songs from the soundtrack of West Side Story, two Bo Burnham songs, two Avril Lavigne songs, three Charlie XCX songs, three Panic at the Disco songs, four Maggie Rogers songs, five Beyonce songs, six Smiley songs, eight artists that we didn't talk about at all, eight Nicki Minaj songs, because oh, she also came good. out with a, with a Greatest Hits album this mm-hmm. year that I listened to a lot, and then it was also a big hit playing it uh, at Adventureland while we were working, so that definitely got a lot of plays. And then all 16 Holy Fuck songs for Demi Lovato. Oh, another thing we didn't talk about. I have all 21 songs from the Mean Girls soundtrack on on my top 100. Uh, I think there was a beginning of the year thing. I was really, really into the Mean Girls soundtrack for whatever reason. Yeah. I was listening to that all the time. And then, of course, 26 Taylor Swift songs, including all 20 from Midnight. So that's 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 the only breakdown I have. Okay. We, good, can, good we can wrap it up and get out of here. All right. Uh, we'll play this little game uh, for a couple minutes and see how it goes and get the hell out of here. This is a kind of God, turning out to be like a classically, uh, a classic little two-hour episode. I, it's perfect. I didn't see it going this way. I just, I just had a feeling we just, we just know how to hit the nose, and this is kind of how the game's gonna go too. We are trying to hit the post, as they call it. Uh, we're gonna play a little game where we're gonna play. I think I'm gonna play random songs, and we will pretend to be radio jockeys and talk until the lyrics of the song start. All right, you should go first since this is uh, right. since you were the one that so wanted this, to do this. So this is an improvised game that they play on Freedom from time to time, and it sounds like so much fun. And I figured since we're playing a bunch of random songs. It's a good uh, a good time to try it out and fall flat on our faces. So I'm gonna play a random song and start talking. Oh, classic. Oh, hello everybody. You know who it is? It's Uncle Cream here to ask the lovely folks of. Oh, shit. No, I fucked it up so bad because that starts so early. <laughs> I really was ramping up to something. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not fair because you know the song, so you know when to stop. But you just kept talking. Uh, I realized right it was about to happen. I was like, oh, I have so much more to say. <laughs> what a what a balancing act that is. Wow. Okay, so first one's a fail. Um, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna cue you up and. Uh, and of course, welcome back to Lonely Boys Radio Station, where I can't even hear the song anymore. Where, where? Uh... Oh God! The hoo-hoos don't count. Oh, we don't. All right, Maddie Boy and Uncle Cream here. Remember to get your tickets for the bake sale coming up later tonight. Oh. Uncle Cream's Magic Cupcakes, of course. The first three callers. <laughs> Magic Cupcakes. <laughs> Wow, that sounds like a fun I big really sale. I really panicked there. Well, the problem is, once I started talking, I couldn't really hear the music. Uh, yeah, uh, that was, was a little that's low on, on my end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I have to remember that it's higher for me than it is for you. Okay, I'm gonna. We'll, we'll do. We'll do three. We're, we're starting to get the feel of this. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Can anyone find my wife? Uh, I think she was killed. It wasn't by me. Um. <laughs> okay. I think that one kind of. <laughs> I think it stopped. All right, I will crank it up for you. Oh, come on. <laughs> you lose. And we're back. Remember, first seven callers get uh, first dibs on. Uh, I don't know what to say. This is so bad. Okay. I started. I started panicking. I didn't know when the words would come. This is so hard. They make it's hard. It. I, I, they really make it sound I need easy. To get back into the. All right, maybe we should do one more. I need to get back okay, into okay, it. Okay. Okay. Okay.
my, my go-to is just to talk about what the first seven callers are going <laughs> Hello, everybody. I, you know, I went to that bake sale, and I had some of those Magic Cream Cupcakes, and I am tripping balls. Hey, you know what's great about tripping balls? It makes music sound so much better. And we're here to listen to some great music. Please enjoy the smooth stallies of Rob Thomas. I can't beat that. I'm, I'm tapping out. You, you, you win this one. I can't, I can't do it. You win. Try one more, one more, one more. Uh, I come on. This, I did hit the uh, post pretty good on that one. Hit the post. How am I gonna? How am I gonna okay. beat that? All right, here we go. And we're back. It's another three nonstop hours of nonstop songs by nonstop artists that you love. That's right. We're all listening to music, and that's what we're doing here. And we're still going. We're still listening to music. Everyone. Loves it. Don't forget the tickets to the bake sale. <laughs> and we're still. There you go. <laughs> that that felt like to me um, like a Rick and Morty improv episode. Yeah, yeah it really. Did. We're, oh, and we're still going. Okay. <laughs> All right, we we gotta right. we, we gotta wrap this up. I think they'll enjoy that. Okay, um, that's it. Uh, I guess we'll do quick plugs and get out of here. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much to plug. Obviously, uh, sex less of college girls. Oh, I, I forgot to do this uh, the the last Lonely Boys episode, but yeah, uh, uh, the new season of the Gossip Girl reboot has premiered. So if you're a Gossip Girl fan, watch that. Not you, Brendan, because there will be some spoilers. Don't do it. Um, but another two episodes. Nope, another one episode will be released of the Gossip Girl reboot. So there will be three total episodes for season two that you can watch. Uh, the first episode, uh, I will say, was a Cotillion episode. So those are. I did see a, a tweet fun. about that. Yes, and uh, so I think they've started to figure out what made Gossip Girl fun the first go-around, and I think they are fixing the problems that the first half of uh, Season 1 seemed to experience. So uh, big, big uh, endorsement there. Obviously, Sex Loves the College Girls. Obviously, we saw the the Knives Out sequel. That was really good. People should see that. Oh, yeah. Actually, they can't because it's not in theaters anymore already. Oh, wow. You've got to wait for it to come out on Netflix. Yeah, it was only one week only. You've got to wait for it to come out on Netflix now. Um, My cousin was very pissed about that. Um, I don't know. Uh, anything else? No, I think I think that's it for now. Uh, okay. Well, why did I go first? I guess you were the host of this one, so yeah. that's true. Um, I, I just I'll plug uh, for next week to tease you all again. Lita Brillman will finally be on the Happy Boys. Oh my god! Check yeah, that okay. out next Friday. It'll be a lot of fun. I, I'm playing with fire here by plugging it before it comes out, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, Sex Lives has been great. I, I love it so far. I'm I'm all caught up and excited for more. Just it's uh, gonna be so sad when it's over. I know. I I was just talking about how it's interesting that they are really taking their time, like rolling out the the semesters and stuff. Like, are are they planning on having eight seasons or what are they doing? Well, because they came back for season two and it was like we're back from Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was like, I was like, it's gonna be sixteen seasons. (laughs) Like if they, yeah, I was gonna. I said if they do four, if they do two seasons per semester, they can do sixteen seasons. <laughs> Seventeen season can be grad school, and then Sam was like, with some bonus seasons for like summers and winter breaks, right? Because like I, I thought it was like based on um, Never Have I Ever. I'm like, oh, well, it'll be like three seasons, and then we'll get out of here, uh, or four We're seasons, whatever forever. it's gonna be. But I, I, I hope they keep going. I hope they, they really stretch it out. It's a lot of fun. Build <laughs> forty five year old women playing college students. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, while we're on the topic too, I actually did listen to a little bit of Renee Rapp's uh, album the other day, you and know, she has a really great voice. I didn't like to that. I it, didn't like when the I, album uh, so much; it's kind of boring. But um, I think she's got a lot of potential. And I think she can come back. When I was a good song. When more. I saw Mean Girls on Broadway, she played Regina George. Oh no way! 
yeah. I didn't know she was so she was a nobody. She was a nobody at the time, and I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. Did you tell her that? You got up out of your seat I told her. and I, screamed yeah, at her? During the intermission, I, I went and found her. <laughs> um, there's a reference there about some people we know that I won't say on here, but um, I'll tell you off podcast okay, what I was great. thinking about. Okay, <laughs> great. to the Patreon to, must, hear the, to hear this story. This is something I won't even let Meg hear on, on this show. I'll have to tell her off podcast <laughs> also. All right. All right. That's, that's enough for me. I, should I take it out? Uh, yeah, you can take it. I, I can't. I can't do that right. part. This is kind of our, us like getting back to uh, to form. Uh, here. All right, back to normal. Here yeah. we go. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we will have a very fun episode. I, I know I teased last week that we'd be talking about The Debarted, but now for real, next week, we'll talk about The Debarted with two uh, confirmed special guests on the podcast. Should be a lot of fun, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.